Yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes. Already know. I ain't with that switching sides. From Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay up, stay up. Never fade away like mine. I'm, I'm dripping like Fiji watching Yo, 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 what's good? Back, timeless vibes, episode five? Six? Oh, five? <laughs> Why do we always do that? Gee, I lo- Gee, I'll be losing track, G. You know how hard it is to keep track of all these dang podcast episodes, G? Pretty tough. But I believe it's episode five. If we're wrong, somebody let us know. But... You listen to Timeless Vibes Podcast. It's your boy Chris J. Got the uh, boy on here. Go ahead and introduce yourself, fam. It's your boy Chaz Vibe on the mic. What's going on? Alright, alright. So holiday season. Hey. <laughs> and it, it's a shame that DJ Drama ain't popping like he used to, G, because it was a point where everybody needed DJ Drama t- uh, tape, G. It was once upon a time, G. DJ Drama wasn't on your mixtape. I didn't buy it from the Four City Kiosk. For ten dollars, exactly. And, and if you listen to this podcast, you don't know about the Four City Kiosk, G. You, you, you shouldn't be. Man, listening to this I podcast. bought a, a mixtape from there. It was called "Look at Me Now" by Lil Wayne on there. It was a Lil Wayne mixtape called "Look at Me Now," bro. I think "Look at Me Now" was on the on the, on the mixtape. But I was like, eee. had some cuts on there, man. Had the song named "Major" with him in the game. Uh, turns song. out that was one of his throwaway verses. They went for another song. Uh, it had this uh, song with him in Mystical called Paper Cuts. One mm. of his coldest verses to this day, though. He got all. <laughs> I never heard that song before. If you ain't heard Paper Cuts with well, Wayne and Mystical, look it up. Wayne took. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne took off, bro. Man. Um. I can't remember what else was on that, but hey, that was a legendary mix. Oh, I had strobe lights for him and uh, Diddy Dirty Money. I remember that. Me and Cousin still laugh at that song to this day. Good memories, man. I don't know why y'all, gee, anything off Diddy Dirty Money was heat, bro. That's disrespectful, gee. <laughs> nah, I laughed like it was trash. Nah, we was jamming to it one night. Because oh. I remember I, I, went, I used to always go over his crib, and so we would be playing like yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4 all night. And then that song had came on, and it was a beat drop on that. And it just happened like on B, like it was, it was cold. It was cold. Oh, it's like that. I'm gonna say, dog, that's a classic. No, <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. Actually, after that, after I heard that song, I went and listened to that whole album. Hey, and it was uh, <clears throat> it was hot. Definitely is. That's definitely, a, definitely a very. That's an underappreciated classic. Definitely underappreciated classic. Like I go <clears throat> back listen to that album at least once a month. it was just a very great sounding album start to finish but it was also just a great time in life in general that too that too especially but let's go ahead and get into this shit uh so what we've been listening to this past week uh well this past two weeks since we do this bi-weekly like we get paid um so uh what I've been listening to recently in terms of new shit. Uh, Sada Baby dropped a new uh, uh, new mixtape, I guess. Album, mixtape, whatever the hell it is. Whatever you wants to call it. Uh, Body Air mm-hmm. B- Bounty 2 dropped yesterday. Today. Whatever you want to count it. Uh, solid. 
a, a lot of lines towards studs. I'm gonna use the politically correct term studs uh, on yeah. the album. <laughs> it's also a song <laughs> where literally he he raps about turning uh, turning lesbians out. So uh, but, you know what I like about Soda Baby and like artists like like him yeah. is they're not afraid to say like whatever. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Care. Like it's real explicit, raw content. And I like that. Yeah, I respect it. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I feel it, like I make the best music because that's brutal honesty makes the best in terms of any form of art. Like, whether it's like art, dancing, poetry, brutal honesty, man. <laughs> no, no lies told. Like, I agree with home. that. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Uh, especially <clears> if you're a Sada Baby fan. And if you're not a Sada Baby fan, you will become one more than likely after you listen to that project. Uh, then Chief Keith also dropped a, a single yesterday with Zaytoven. Uh, actually pretty good. Called Pantsack. Really freaking good. Check that out. Um, J. Cole dropped, uh, dropped two singles. We'll talk about that later. Uh, let's see what else dropped. Drake dropped a single. We'll talk about that. And I think that's really it in terms of like the new shit. And then... I've been revisiting some old Lil Bibby also the past couple of weeks solely because I was I was looking for this one uh, song that King Louie did with uh, Bibby and her uh, called Eastside shit. And that yeah. was one of my favorite King Louie songs yeah, at one point. And his verse on there was fire and then it kind of put me on the little herb. And gee, when mm-hmm. I listened to that, then I just went back to listen to like old Bibby as well. And I was listening to Free Crack. I'm like, gee, yeah. It's kind of it sucks that Bibby literally like chilled when he was about to get really hot, but it benefited Herb because Herb sat there and said, "Hey, I'm about to just I'm go ahead and just take, I'm about to take off." <laughs> so, but I ain't yeah. mad at it, G. But like, I outright, but it made me just remind remind me how cold Bibby was at one point. Uh, Man, also, in high school, bro, I was so mad when uh, I heard play that play their role. Mm. Oh, man, these niggas was hot. Gee, that was like, fire. I played that on my radio show at Columbia all the time, G. Play that role. All the time. Play that role put me on in both of them, actually, at that time. That was that was like my sophomore year of high school, I think. Yeah, like, play that Play that was... role put me on, put me on in both of them. I was like, man, I thought you some grown-ass men. Bro, cause, <laughs> no, because, G, you can't sit and tell me that... When you first heard Bib, you sat there and thought like, yo, gee, this dude like 23 or 25. But I actually sit there and be like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> no, nah, for real though. I'm like, you like, ass men, bro. Exactly. And then like, they don't even look like, like, you would think Bibby, way Bibby raps or talks, you think that was Herb's actual voice and it wasn't. It was like, oh, okay. He a little light-skinned <laughs> nigga that look like he part of B5. But. That's funny. It is. <clears throat> But respect, uh, respect the baby though. Also, shout out to August. I seen him for uh, dropping Entanglements, the song. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to listen to that song yet. That song's uh, hilarious. <laughs> that song is it? Is, is it hilarious. good? Like I know it's gonna be. It was funny, but like it's a it, good song. It's not it's a, a good decent. song. It had a decent Rick Ross verse, but like the oh, more okay. I listen to it, the more I'm like, you know what, G? This song don't hit. It's just funny as hell that he actually made a song called Entanglements, and then got Rick Ross part of it too. That's what made it like hilarious, but uh, and also uh, 
I think last week was the no yeah last week was the uh anniversary of DS uh, Dirty Sprite two album dropping, and I had to uh, replay that for the culture G, that whole day. So that's it for I've been mm-hmm. listening to. But yeah, so shout out to uh, Future for blessings. So can we pause real quick, Chris? Can we pause real quick, please? You said what? Can we pause real quick? Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. All right, we're back. Um, had to take a little, what we call, break at teens. But, yeah, as I was saying, that was all I was listening to for this past week. Uh, you go ahead. There we go. <laughs> there we go. But uh, you go ahead and talk about what you've been listening yeah. to this past week, G. Um, okay, so I saw this post on, what's that, Twitter, talking about Drake. No, nah, talking about Rich Homie Kwan. Could have been better than Future. And I was cap. like, that's Cap. So I went back and I listened to like a whole bunch of Rich Quan, and I was like, a whole bunch of Future. Um, like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like Rich Quan, but like, better than Future? Nah, son. Nah, so I was just like, Dirty Sprite. I went back to, uh, freaking, what was that name of that mixtape? Uh, it, uh, it was on. Uh, itching, itching. I could let me look that up real quick. Let's see, itching, future. I went to like a whole playlist, but just just to spend time, I was just like a whole bunch. Oh, that was on astronaut oh, status. There we go, astronaut status. I was like, I mean, the for the most part, not. I'm not just saying that because I'm a future stand. I'm saying that because when you really listen to them, they were both in two completely different lanes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, both of them had their unique, uh, had a real unique like uh, approach to trap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was really unique. Like both of them stood out. So I, they, 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 their lanes were so different that I don't, I personally don't think one could have been better than the other in terms of like talent or anything. But and I will. Just even kind of add on to what you were saying. Both are like godfathers of like the modern day South Atlanta sound as well, especially Rich Homie. Yeah. yeah. Pioneers for sure. Yeah, pioneers definitely. You know what I'm saying? But um, besides that, I ain't really been listening to uh, anything other than myself. <laughs> Cool. Uh, for the past week. So. so, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, cool. So let's go ahead and move on. Uh, before we get into, I would say, sad news. Uh, let's talk about some some inter- some very entertaining. So uh, DMX versus Snoop Dogg had their versus battle this past Wednesday, and when I tell you, when I tell you that I was kind of wrong. That uh, saying that Snoop was probably going to drag DMX, I was wrong. Like I take that L, I was wrong. But <laughs> also, if Snoop Dogg didn't put his, didn't sit there and say I'm gonna give this man a chance, he easily could have got dragged. I would say that. Yeah. Like Snoop, like around the later rounds, just sat there and said, you know what? Let me give DMX uh, a try. Because I don't want him to waste uh, some of his good songs uh, when he don't need them and all of that. Which I respect. He played it really freaking smart. 
because Snoop yeah. really had a comfortable lead at one point. I think at one point I would sit there and say it was probably like uh, seven one with probably like two ties. <laughs> and then I was like, and then Snoop said, "All right, let me let, let I'm gonna let him win some." But mm-hmm. overall, I enjoyed it. It was really good to see DMX like really sober, comfortable, and just in his uh in his own little vibe with Snoop. But that says a lot about Snoop Dogg and himself. Like I feel like if you can't have a good time with Snoop, something's incredibly wrong. <laughs> like that one video of him passing a blunt to that security guard. Yep. <laughs> like, boy, if you don't take this. <laughs> Exactly, like, gee, like he had DMX just comfortable in this element, G, and that was just really good to see, really exciting to see as well. Because there was a point where we thought DMX might die, <laughs> not and not, not to, but it's just like that man was had so much demons and uh, cocaine addiction within him. It was just like you was kind of concerned that we wouldn't see him, but it's really good to see him. You could tell he's really off of it because. Most people who do cocaine and crack, they normally tend to be extremely skinny. That nigga is pretty fat. Mm-hmm. So, hey. But overall, I Oh, yeah, he was it. looking real. He was looking like Fat Kanye over there. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> but that's that's the comical part. But he looked really good. Uh, really good all together. And it's just good to see and see him be able to perform his music, bring that old DMX uh, feel to it regardless. So it was, it was just really good. It was a good thing to see all together. I'm, I, I would really enjoyed it, G. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was dope. I only saw like, uh, I saw like a little bit like of towards the end. I was uh, doing something else when that like movie started. I'm like, DMX was just vibing. <laughs> he was. Like, yeah, he was just vibing. He was a whole movie the whole time. Snoop was a mood too. That Snoop, Snoop was just sitting Snoop there was trying always to Yeah, but he was like in that pure like, hey, let me let me shuck it, jive around. Like he gave us memes, <laughs> and then yeah. DMX gave us a meme too, like the one where he was sitting down and he's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's me as hell, G. <laughs> that is me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to stand up and be lit, G. Let me sit out of my seat comfortably with my drinking hand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, it was, it was good to see though. Probably the best versus yet. Uh, so supposedly the next one is Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. That's oh, going to yeah. be a real interesting one. Uh, I think Ashanti should win. Uh, Ashanti has ghostwritten for a lot of some of your favorite R and B artists, especially a certain a certain Latino uh, chick out here with uh with a somewhat of a fat ass compared to what we see now. So it's, it's not the same. Uh, hey, bro, just throwing it out there, G. But, uh, but at the same time, I'm for it because there's a chance that we can just sit down and look at Ashanti for like a good two hours, bro. Uh-huh. And like, hey, bro, that's a W for everybody, G. So that's supposed to be the next one. So we'll see where that goes if it actually happens because we're still waiting for Three Six Mafia versus Bone Thugs and Harmony. So who knows? But. Uh, <coughs> Moving on to sad news, um, Meg the Stallion and Tory Lane situation. Did we talk about it on the last podcast? Mm-mm. No. All right. Cool. So, uh, because uh, like ha- yeah, ha- everything happened after we recorded that weekend. So, um, how do we break this off? So, uh, pretty much, Meg and Tory have been friends, best friends, hangout buddies, 
throughout most of the uh, pandemic. Uh, started off with Tori and his uh, quarantine radio. Meg would pop up pretty often. And it was just like, oh, okay, quarantine buddies. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, then things got a little hectic, toxic uh, this past, well, a couple weekends ago, over this past weekend, where after leaving a party with Kylie Jenner and them damn Jenners and Kardashians, I always find a way to get involved with shit. And where they supposedly got into it, and we don't know the exact details amongst the cause and effect. So whoever's sharing that goofy as a Facebook post, please Actually, get a goddamn they said it was, um She thought he was flirting with her, with Kylie Jenner. And then, okay, so I saw, I mean, I just saw two sides. I'm not really picking a side. Me neither. But what I seen was that his side was she was like tweaking, she was drunk. And I'm saying, and like she like attacked him. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Oh, Tory Lane's like five foot something. Meg is like Meg is like six feet, right? Meg is like five ten, six feet. Five, ten. Just wanted, but five. Well, yeah, they was basically comparing their height, and it was like, you know, what I'm saying like as if Tory Lane's was helpless due to his height and all the OPR pushing. Um, but allegedly, it was said that she was like off the Henny. <laughs> well, not the Henny, but like she was off the drink. And then she thought he was, you know what I'm saying, messing around. She got on that with him, and then he shot her in the foot. <laughs> Which um, is, like, all, at the end of the day, we don't know what led to the yeah. shooting of the foot. But Meg got shot in the foot by Tory Lanez, uh, and it's not looking good. Uh, Meg tweeted some things saying that she's okay. She's traumatized that she's okay, and... Then her bodyguard said, "I'd be trying to call gonna... if I got shot in the foot too, man. That's a exactly. terrible place to get shot." Exactly. <laughs> it really is, especially like you—you you in a car, chilling, partying, yeah. you get shot in the foot. Can you imagine a bullet going through your foot, man. That, that has to be That's painful. horrible. That's really horrible. And then people forget this part because of the shooting. Uh, this is what, which led Toy Lane's getting arrested by LAPD. Meg had to get out the car and have guns pointed to her while her foot is bleeding. She had to have guns pointed to why her foot is No, she No, like LAPD told her to get out the car and they she had to get out the car, her hands up, guns pointed at her after getting shot. And you can see her foot bleeding. Like you could oh, literally see. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. So she kind of had it really rough. Extremely rough. So she's she, she's in every right knees. I won't say deserves, but she's definitely traumatized. She's going to probably chill yeah. for a good minute. Um, regardless, Tory Lanez got arrested uh, for possession of a gun. The charges did start upgrading to domestic situation, so it's definitely not looking good on his behalf. Um, yeah, it's not really looking good for the man's. Uh, I don't really want to sit here and just assume what happened we just i'm gonna stick with the facts of the situation meg got mm-hmm. shot meg i mean tory pulled a gun out shot meg in the foot tory's uh got arrested meg is traumatized tory lanes has been quiet so that's just stick what we know uh but it's not yeah, looking that's good a, that's, a, that's mostly what i say when it comes to these things that happen we're like celebrities like we weren't there Mm-hmm. ourselves so it could be a completely different story 
at the end of the day, it really ain't none of my business. But <laughs> exactly. But um, I mean, it, it is what it is. But yeah, but all I will say is this: I don't care how short Tory Lanez is. I don't care how tall Meg Thee Stallion is. There's no justifying a man shooting a woman at all. There's no justification of a man pulling a gun out on a woman who isn't, I would say, outright manhandling him and his life is in danger. I would, that's the now, only I, time. I think that's part of the cap. Yeah, yeah. That's, exa- that's exactly what the tweet said. Like, she was manhandling him. Like, come on now. Like, like, like no. I'm not saying Meg, I ain't saying Meg is weak. I ain't saying Tori is like over, you know, some um, beat women type stuff, but like, come on now. Exactly. People love over-exaggerating things. Exactly. Exactly. But we don't know the full story, but there's no justifying shooting no woman in the foot at all unless your life is outright in danger, and I don't believe it was a life-or-death situation for that man. That's just me believing it. And also, people who are using height as a justification, I've seen short niggas beat the hell out of tall niggas all the time. I won't say all the time, but I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Short. Literally, if you watch Floyd Mayweather, is the shortest nigga I like, shortest, coldest fighter I know. Mm-hmm. Beats niggas' asses all the time. He beat up Big Show on wrestling, even though wrestling's sort of fake. He still really broke Big Show's nose and jaw. Yeah. So that was real. <laughs> it happens. So. Mm-hmm. Just because you're short don't mean, and especially in the man-woman situation, like, just because a dude is short and a woman tall don't mean, like, he can't, like, literally, short niggas take challenges in fucking big bitches for some odd reason. We don't know. But there's no justifying shooting a woman to me. That's just me, personally. If you feel indifferent, I don't care. But that's just me. That's just me. So. Yeah. Yeah, anything you want to add before we move on? No, you good. All right, cool. Prayers up to Meg, because uh, I'm pretty sure you're going through it. Uh, Tori, I really hope it's not uh, as bad as it's assumed to be. But regardless, you're on some pussy shit, and I can't really comfortably say prayers to you. But enjoy being stuck in Canada, my nigga. But definitely prayers up to Meg and those close to her. Uh, moving on, let's hit up uh, Logic Retiring. I just want to knock this shit out the way now. Uh, Logic uh, retiring. So the half-breed-ass rapper known as Logic uh, is retiring. All I can sit there and say is it's a great thing. I'm happy. Uh, I never messed with Logic at all. And for those that are hurt and saddened by the fact that Logic is retiring, I don't care at all. I really don't. But uh, shout out to Logic, you retired. You did drop an album today. I don't know why, but I guess you had a retirement album. If you listen to it, I feel bad for you. But it is a great time in history to know that Logic is no longer going to be blessing nobody's studio. That there's not an engineer that needs to sit down and have to hit, play that shit back to make it sound good and stuff like that. I feel bad for those people. I really hope he paid those people extra money because they had to deal with them mid-ass bars. I feel bad. <laughs> but hey. Oh, shit. That's funny. But hey, um, Logic, you f- bye, nigga. That's all I got to say. How old is Logic? 
let's Google that right now. Um, let's see. How, uh, Google. Let's see. Google is just as much of a part of this podcast as me and you is. It really is. Every podcast, like, because sometimes <laughs> I don't have the answers right away. How old is Logic? Logic is thirty. Okay. Um. Wow. I thought somebody said that he was uh focusing on like streaming. Now, streaming it's like somebody. Like, it was a better way to um interact with like his fans and stuff like that. So well, I honestly don't feel like he's like retiring. I don't feel like he's really retiring. I, I feel like we're gonna get another Logic track, single, whatever. In the coming future, you know Wayne it is well into his almost. Is Wayne forty? I don't think Wayne 40? is probably close to forty. I think he's more close to thirty-five. Well, no, because Wayne Wayne is thirty-seven. Okay, Wayne said he was retiring. Okay, okay, we got Carter Five, and then we got another EP with tracks from Carter Five. So, um. The whole retiring thing. Jay Z said he was retiring. Jay Z's not retiring. You know what I mean? Yeah. When rappers um, say they're going to retire, it's probably cap. But just hearing logic, <laughs> this is the fact. Logic saying he's retiring. What you just said were two of the biggest rappers of all time, Lil Wayne and Jay Z. They can sit there yeah. and come out of retirement as much as they want, like Michael Jordan did. <laughs> they they earned that right. Yeah. Not not logic though, not him. Not him. Matter of fact, let me get this his picture off my phone. I'm tired of looking at his face. Uh, but <laughs> Why yeah. is this picture on your phone, bro? Because I just googled his age. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what else is I about to say? Oh yeah, that's the thing. I just don't feel like he's really retiring. Um, you know. Or maybe he pulled Andre three thousand and actually stepped back, like for real. Who knows? It's kind of unfortunate that we never got an Andre 3000 solo album, but we got multiple Logic projects, bro. <laughs> Actually, that kind of brings me to another, um, well, it, it could be like a slight topic. We don't have to like add it to the topic of this, but me and uh, DC was talking, and somebody was like, oh yeah, Andre 2000 had no career outside of Outcast. And I feel like that's, that's a huge cat. That's why that's cat. That's mad cat, bro. That's cat. Now Andre three thousand was just as much of his own artist as everybody. Else. Actually, everybody, everybody was their own artist. Everybody was known separately outside of Outkast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think it was ever a amigo situation where somebody was like, "Oh, do you feel like you was left off bad and bougie?" Like. Um, it was never like that with Outkast. You know what I'm saying? Even though I feel like that was bogus to take Migos, but my point is that every member of Outkast had their own lane, their own shine. Yeah. I definitely so agree. Said, um, whoever said they were smoking a good crack. Yeah. <clears throat> because this is how I feel about it. And I think some people took my post because I said, y'all, I had lying and something like that. I think people took it the wrong way. I don't know. But uh, when I saw it, I was like, he doesn't really like. He doesn't. He doesn't have a career outside of Outkast. Outkast is, in terms of music, he exceeds outside of Outkast, regardless. 
like because it's just mainly off verses. Like the Walk It Out remix uh, is a classic, is a very classic uh, verse. Um, like the, the Drake verses, like he has a lot of guest verses where it's like, oh man, you have to put some respect on his name. The uh, freaking what you call it song? God damn it! Um, International Players Anthem. Everybody loves that goddamn uh, poem. Too many people love mm-hmm. that poem. So, but say he has a, a, a doesn't have a crowd outside. He's he's a hell of an actor, and mm-hmm. people consider him a legend in rap without literally having a solo project. So, to me, he has a presence outside of Outkast, but it still revolves around him being a member of Outkast. If you get what I'm saying. Well, they, they, okay, well, um, never mind. I was going to say something. Say something. I was on tweet. But, uh, yeah, I feel his presence, his presence was outside of Outkast, yeah. But as far as, like, music-wise, he, he didn't really do a lot solo. Yeah, and that's not saying, but I feel like this is what I say. I feel like people say stuff like that, and they purposefully make it real vague and problematic. You know what I'm saying? They word it a certain way to get a reaction. Yep. It's not saying that he couldn't. It's not saying he wasn't a good enough artist, a big enough artist to be somebody without Outkast. That's not what. That's not the case. The case mm-hmm. is that he he just didn't take it there. He didn't. You know what I'm saying? He just yeah. didn't want to. You know I saying? definitely agree. That's really that's really what it is. It's not saying oh Andre 2000, he was nothing without Outkast. Like that, that's why that's what whoever that's what they were saying. That's that's cap. Like Andre yeah, 2000's presence, every Andre 2000, Big Boy, CeeLo Green, like everybody's presence was beyond Outkast. Well, CeeLo, you, you, you're, you're squeezing the Dungeon family in there now because CeeLo wasn't part of Outkast. Well, not like not like that, but like I get what you're everybody. saying. Everybody he were everybody he 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 was working with, where I'm at. Yeah. Now that I I definitely agree with. Yeah. Yeah. It's just when you when people say that, it just makes me believe. Either a, like how you said, they just trying to get a reaction out of people, which is, hey, that's social media. Uh, mm-hmm. it be that way sometimes because all it takes is the right person to look at it, and you, your mentions is lit, your notifications is lit. That's all College it takes now. going to hit you up and ask you if you want the job because <laughs> you like posting uh, cap-ass uh, posts. Exactly. Like, shoot. But um, but then, also, I feel like those are the type of people that really don't research or deep dive into music as deeply as uh, as other people do. To me, at least. That's just how yeah. I look at it. Like, dude just sat there and said, that man hasn't done nothing outside of Outkast. I'm like, okay, so what? <laughs> Obviously, you wasn't a big Andre 2000 fan or Outkast fan. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. Well, now you even have to be a fan. You just didn't pay much attention to him. Exactly. Just say that. Or like, you're just too young. You cannot be a fan and know about this person. And still state facts about their career but mm-hmm. okay some people just don't know and they want to just talk out the side of their neck like they know something they really don't yep but that's how that's that's uh talking music on social media g 
That's just how it is, bro. That's just the dialogue. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about uh, J. Cole and his new singles. And while we're on topic of retirement, of uh, his retire- J. Cole retirement rumors is popping back up as well. Uh, so J. Cole dropped two singles. Uh, he caught on a, as he referred to it, as the Lewis Street uh, EP uh, or whatever. Or in the Lewis Street two-pack single, whatever. Whatever they want to call this shit. But uh, these are two songs that's going to be on his new album, The Fallback. Uh, whatever that is going to be called. I think it's The Fallback. So, um, but The Climbback is one of them and Lion King on Ice. So, my initial thoughts. The Climbback. I was like, yo, this is pure rapidy rap rap. I'm going to wrap my ass off J. Cole. And I enjoyed it. It was five minutes of this nigga just rapping his ass off. Matter of fact, hold on. <laughs> let, me make sure, let me get the exact time. Hold on. Five minutes and five seconds of this, just this nigga rapping his ass off, G. And I enjoyed every second, every bar of it. Enjoyed it. Shout out to Cole, bro. Because I like, this is like to me, Cole I really like. Then... That Lion King on Ice. Now, I, and it didn't really click to me until I saw a post on social media that this is a continuation of the Simba series. And let me just keep it real. I enjoyed the Young Simba series that J. Cole has made. But this is probably the worst one of them all. It was horrible. You it was Trash. Horrible, bro. I did not like Lion King on Ice. I tried. I tried. Gee, I listened to it three times. I listened to it actually more than the climb back to make sure see what it was something wrong with me. But I didn't like it. Damn, I did not dude. like it. So shout out to J. Cole for going one for two on that on these uh two singles, G. Uh I don't know which one you was hoping to play on the radio because the radio's not about to play a five minute song. And I'm damn sure not about to play Lion King on Ice if I'm if I'm a radio DJ. That's just me. So uh yeah. your thoughts. Um, my bad, I was trying to kill a fly. Um I feel like ever since uh, For Your Eyes Only, J. Cole has been in a uh, real consistent spot with his music, but his style really changed. Um, I feel like K.O.D. was kind of a mixture of For Your like, uh, oh yeah, okay. Um, K.O.D. was kind of a mixture of Forest Hill Drive and For Your Eyes Only. But then after For Your Eyes Only, it was like, he just stayed like that. And I really don't have a problem with, you know, J. Cole, like, how he decides to do his music. is really his fan base. They just be really doing the most. And they make it more than what it is, which is what a fan base is supposed to do. But, I mean, it is what it is. But I like the, I liked the two songs that he had. I didn't really have a problem with it. We listened to it that day, and we were, we were on break at work. Uh, that was my first time hearing it. Um... But I like it though. Yeah, I didn't. It's just me. Like, for one, I think it's just the fact when J. Cole names some of these songs, G, like the corniest song titles are sometimes the ones I hate the most. Prime example, Folding Clothes. Hate that song with a passion. Hate it. I think it's ass. Matter of fact, Yo, it, it really is. Fly, bro, and I just knocked it across the room. It's dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> laying on its side. 
I'm about to get like chalk. I'm about to get chalk and like outline. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, tell your friends, man. Don't. All right, my bad, my bad. It's <clears throat> the added dialogue what we go through while we potted, nigga. Uh, but yeah, to me, it's just when he. It's just the cornier the song title, the less likely I'ma like it. And once I saw, I didn't even. I, I didn't even really look at the song title. So I sat down like, why do I not like the song? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Lion King on ice. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> and when I meet J. Cole, I'm gonna ask him his thought process when he uh titles the song. Yo, J. Cole, if you want to do your retirement uh tour, join us on the podcast so we can talk about it, bro. Because that way I can say it to your face, whether on video or whatever. I want to say it to your face. Some of your t- song ties are ass. <laughs> I want it to be known. But, oh shoot. But yeah, but overall, like. I feel like it, it does. These two songs don't give me an idea where he's gonna go with this album. Uh, it is supposed to be dropping for the years out. I'm guessing they did. Uh, one of the dudes in Dreamville did say uh, it was uh, COVID kind of delayed it, which I understand. Like, hey, um, it'd be that way. So everybody's delayed because of COVID. Um, but it doesn't really give me an idea where he wants to go yet. If just saying it. But more likely, these two songs will be on there. If you were smart, you take Lion King on Ice Off. Make it a bonus track. Like, hey. But uh, it's two cool songs. Um, Now, this goes back to the retirement talk. Do you think J. Cole is one of those people who will be seriously just outright retire? Honestly? Well, okay. Oh, uh, let me go back to why I said that. The reason why I said that is because I was I was talking to DC about this too. Is that this is just me though? I could be wrong. Um, I feel like when an artist says they're gonna retire, if they're really about this rap shit, they really about this music shit, they're not gonna really retire. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna eventually come back in the studio, <laughs> like let me drop something for these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I re- honestly feel like that's, that, that's how it is. Like, when you're really about this music, you know what I'm saying? And so, but when it comes to J. Cole, I honestly feel like we low-key might see him take, like, a decent little break because J. Cole is just that type of person. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might take a little break, do what he got to do. Um, but I honestly feel like that will not be the last we ever hear from him. You know what I'm saying? At the most, you know, he goes behind the scenes, which is, like, you know, what a lot of artists would do. He go behind the scenes, but then after that, we'll probably get another J. Cole track, like a three-track EP or something like that. But I don't feel like he's just going to outright just like, all right, we're closing the studio for good. <laughs> some, uh, making a band <laughs> type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. That's just my opinion. I, I can see that more. Like, I can see that. And just, like I said, I don't know J. Cole... Uh, I never talked to the man in person. I did yes. get blessed with the opportunity of like actually hearing the man speak at Columbia one time because shout to Columbia College and the, as much money as I owe you bastards, you ain't get another dime. But <laughs> when y'all came through with these surprise, uh, these surprises, it having J Cole speak to like the whole music department, and I just snuck my black ass in there because a I got clout like that, um, and hearing them speak. He comes off as probably the most genuine, transparent 
artist out there. And even though he doesn't put himself out there like that, but if people who are close to him probably like, especially it's coming from the, the Dreamville people more than anything. I think it's more truth to it than anything. And he comes off like, look, if I'm done, I'm done. And because he's not really for the shenanigans. He doesn't entertain social media like that. You know, I can tell he looks at social media. Uh, he doesn't really fall for the bullshit. So I think if he was to actually go, he would be done. But I, will, I do agree with you where he'll probably, he, like he ain't going to be totally, totally away. But I don't think we'll never, we might not get another album, uh, maybe for another 10 years later. But he may make a guest appearance on one of the Dreamville nigga uh, projects. If somebody mm-hmm. like Drake, Jay-Z, or somebody big enough to tell him like, hey, bro, I need you on this track, he'll he'll probably do it for him. Yeah. But he ain't just going to do it for anybody either. But yeah. I think he, I think him, him retiring <clears throat> would be a, like the first rapper genuine, I'm done, I'm retiring, I'm about to be a family man. If y'all see me, it's because I had to handle some Dreamville business. Or you saw me in North Carolina somewhere at a Walmart. <laughs> That's just how Dreamville is really the type. You see him at Walmart buying like Doritos and Taco Mix. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then like, he'll say, hey, how you doing? Sub- waiting in line in the sub-checkout, just cooling it. Like, he ain't J. Cole. And me be like, yo, is that J. Cole? He just like, yeah. Like, no, nah, it's Jermaine. Y'all know y'all know what J and Jermaine. Yeah, he he, cool. he, he, he a lover with his fans. He a lover with anybody. But like, yo, call me Jermaine, bro. Call me exactly. my name, bro. Cool as heck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I believe that would be legit how J. Cole would be. And is yeah. like he, he just very, he's very hermit. He's he's a very hermit ass rapper, very. And all he just want to do is rap, and get washed by Dickie Simmons and No Name Gypsy. So hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the last episode that did happen. All of those that did happen. So, uh, but yeah, man. But uh, I am looking forward to this J Cole album, and I want people to know. I'm a J. Cole fan. I don't, it's people on social media when I, I criticize J. Cole, it's most of the time I'm kind of trolling you niggas that think he is the greatest thing to God's green earth. That's not it, G. I love J. Cole. When I heard Lights Please, I listened to it nonstop, my nigga. When I heard the warm up and the come up, changed my life. It changed my life yeah. in my high school years, my nigga. So literally, I love J. Cole for you niggas knew, knew who J. Cole was. Love that nigga. Now, not back to my point. When I criticize the nigga, it's out of because the fact that I am not blinded by my my like for J. Cole and I know he can do better. So but I am looking forward to the album. It's gonna be a really good album, I hope. Uh as long as it's better, and also by the way, I did not like For Your Eyes Only. <laughs> I hated that album, by the way. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> hated that. I album. know you did, bro. I know you did, <laughs> so, bro. But once again, that's just me being honest about a, a nigga I rocks with. If Drake drops something, I think Scorpion is ass. Come on, bro. Come on. 
on. For Drake come standards, on, his ass. We'll, we'll talk come about on. that later. We, we, we're going to have a t- fun talk about that in a little bit. But I want people oh, to know, God. I do not hate J. Cole. I rocks with J. Cole. Heavy. It's my boy. Yeah. It's just, I like to be honest. I ain't about to sit there and kiss ass because he's my favorite. Plain and simple. But uh, anything we need to add before we start talking about this goddamn uh, nigga Kanye? <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Let's just hop right into it. All right, man. So Kanye's been acting the ass since the last episode. Like, I, uh, like, gee, he, like, we talked about it briefly the last episode, him running for president. But a, a lot of chain of events occurred. And I'm really mad he deletes these tweets because they need to be read to believed <laughs> that he said this shit. Hold on, I might be able to find them on YouTube, by the way. I mean, Google, not YouTube. But this nigga Kanye's been out of his goddamn mind. Uh, so he actually had a presidential campaign in uh, Charleston, North Carolina. And then in the process, in, in between, he's making some of the most wildest tweets ever. Uh, and then he's, he was supposed to drop an album today, but in post-streaming era, Kanye has yet to figure out how to properly drop an album on streaming services on time. So we don't know when this album is actually going to drop. So, uh, Donda is on the way, I'm going to assume. Uh, so take that as you eat, take it as it is, um. So be patient, but how can I view uh, what my thoughts of Kanye? Uh, first and foremost, the nigga did say his, uh, his little campaign rally that uh, he wanted to abort his firstborn. And I was like, nigga, I need you to stop badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he proceeds to say, Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves. And I was like, bro, you're not reading the room at all. She, oh, man. Now, it's another now, one of those, um, it's another one of those, we were slaves by choice yes. uh, moments. Yes, one of those, and it's like, bro, the irony man, is he said both of those you, at the most you, wrong time. Do you disagree with what he said, though? <clears throat> How can I explain the Harriet Tubman comment? Now, I wish, I don't know how he expounded upon it, but the way he, I believe the way he expounded upon it was that they just proceeded to work for other white people. Yes, they did. The slaves went to the North to work for other white people. But this is the difference. They were getting paid. (laughs) Yeah. There was also no way in hell, even though the whites of the North were less racist. Less racist. They were still racist, but they were less racist. But they were kind of say, here, good nigga. We're going to, here, good nigga. We're going to pay you, and you can also go ahead and get a house. Just stay the fuck away from us. Plain and simple. Now, were they slaves? No. They were free. No. They were free to get jobs. And also, it was no way in hell that there were going to be black businesses prospering automatically. Right. No, not, not, no. <laughs> fresh off the of sla- plantation. 
you know what I'm saying? You over here starting businesses like, like bro. So I, it, it's like one of those is like you have to, and this is the my problem with people defending that statement because they're defending it in the sense of that it is 2020. It was freaking. I don't know what. When did when did Harry tell me free the slaves? So this is what we have to get time and places right. G, when did when freaking third grade black me. history needs to come back and <laughs> come back to work? Let's see. Eighteen forty nine was around the timeline, bro. There was yeah. gee. There was barely black businesses in nineteen forty nine. Yeah. I mean, so, it's like this, bro. Even nowadays, bro. Like, you know, if you look, who really, who really running shit about her. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, obviously, back then, you know, we it's, we didn't run anything. Exactly. You know what I mean, on uh, I just feel like black people are easily triggered. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. I completely understand. I can say that because I'm easily triggered. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, I'll admit that for myself. But I, you can't let that disregard the actual facts. But the thing about Kanye West is how he has a problem phrasing what he says and timing yeah. what he says. Yes. Like, that statement, it, it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It was, and then the, the people's reactions, time. they're like, the people like, yeah, we got to get the fuck up out of here. This is a it tweet. was the wrong time to say something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I, even, I, I wouldn't even say the wrong time, but like, it was just, like you said, reading reading the crowd and like the moment. You know what I'm saying? And then, it was like, yeah. And then it's dangerous because the reason why I say it's dangerous to, fr- to like state stuff like that is because it is still very racist white people out here in the world. And there's really stupid white people in the world. So they're going to take that quote and run with it. Because... Oh, Kanye said... Uh, exactly. We don't need more ignorant white people coming into the world. Well, I'm going to say coming. more it, Making the white man more ignorant by using a very famous, very powerful black man and his statements so it's like bro you don't understand the danger of some of the shit you say boy Kanye don't care boy he don't he really don't especially especially when he's off his shits like he's in this is pure album old Kanye pure yeah so like there's too many people who are close to the man saying, "Yeah, when uh he's in album mode, he he gets off his meds, and he there's nothing we can do." <laughs> that's, just, that's unfortunate. It really it's it really is. Is it really is? It's really unfortunate. It's really freaking sad. But what makes it all worse? And then this is more something that just it didn't really blow up like I thought it would, but. It was a black girl who asked him a question about gun reform, and then he just went on a rant about nothing, and then proceeded to kind of go at her and stuff like that while she was. And then it was just like, "Nigga, come on, bro. 
of all times, this goes back to read the freaking room. And yeah. nigga did not read the room. You're attacking a black woman for asking you a legit question. <laughs> it's like, nigga, what the hell's wrong with you? But uh, Honestly, if I was, I would have expected him to do something like that. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. It is. Um, but yeah, so let me... And then the... And then in the midst, and this is something I could tell really scares this man because this leads to some of the tweets. Uh, his biggest fear is the fact that Kim is going to leave his ass. And I understand that fear. I do. Uh, every married man fears divorce. Should. So, but he when he but when he's off his shit like this, he mentions it often. He mentions, yeah. like, it just, like, he mentions it, but he just says something so insane afterwards, where it's just like, oh, and, like, I just notice it because, just, like, I don't forget shit like that, because, just, like, I catch it, then I'm like, or oh, whatever, but the last time he had one of these moments, he always mentions, one day I really hope Kim doesn't divorce me, but I want you guys to know this. He said it during the, before, about the abortion comment, and he said... <clears throat> If Kim leaves me to uh tomorrow, I want I'm glad at least I have my uh, daughter who off the band. Yeah. And then so I'm like, this man's really scared of that he's gonna get divorced or something like that. Which every married man should. You should fear divorce, my nigga. Uh but some of the tweets she just kinda add on to that fear. Like he proceeded to say that um <laughs> do, can I find do can I do they have the exact tweet? Okay. Here we go. I've been trying to get divorced since Kim met with Meek at the Waldorf for prison reform. So, pretty much in the way he's inc- he's inciting, <laughs> he's inferring, I mean, that Meek probably smashed them cheeks. Uh, that's wild. Isn't uh, it the same thing that happened when you thought Drake smashed? Well, Drake was making it seem like he did. Drake, you don't. Gee, Drake was making this. Drake, Drake was, was wild. He was running. You know, he was running with what people were saying because they were already beefing. So he was yeah. like, you know what? All right, nigga. Let me I just. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but yeah, like Drake was wild, and when he just it was, Drake was legit wild. That's that why I situation. like Drake, bro. Because he know he know how to make you mad. Like, gee, that's, that's funny. That's petty as hell. But yeah. So, then, he referred, then in another tweet, he says, Chris Jenner, and referred to as Chris Jun Um, uh, pretty much, wait, hold on, why don't they got the exact tweet how I need it to be? But pretty much referred to his mother-in-law as Chris Jung Um, and pretty much said that uh, she sells her uh, daughter for, uh, for porn and shit, and it was like, nigga, I need you to chill. Whoa! I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, nigga, this nigga was, was wild. Nigga. Yes, he tweeted that, then deleted it. I was like, nigga, gee, that's like, what bro. If hell? I was to refer to my mother-in-law as a freaking dictator of North Korea, I wouldn't be on this earth right now. <laughs> you know my mother-in-law, bro. You know, you at least know of her. She's a little nutty, a little crazy. I respect, I love her. But, bro, I'll be dead. 
Yo, that's so freaking crazy, bro. And then just some other stuff he tweeted. And it was just like, bro, I wish he didn't delete him because, like, there were so many funny ones. Uh, but, but yeah, um, but people did go check on him. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. He went to go check on him. Dame Dash went to go check on him. Uh, but the man is really supposedly trying to avoid Kim Kardashian right now at all costs. So, uh. All I'm going to say is, one, this album better be really freaking good. And two. This album going to slap. I feel like this album going to slap. It has to. I didn't, I didn't feel this way about um, I hate being antisocial. I love it. Or whatever the title of that, of that one was. But I like that. I like I, I like that one, though. Um, Ghost Town is, a, is an amazing song. Um, but I didn't feel like that prior to the album. But this album right here, bro, I feel like. I feel like we finna this album finna be crazy. It has to be. That's it, it just has to be. Uh but I will say this. If it's not Oh man. Bro, if it's not <laughs> we might have I mean, to have an emergency podcast, bro. I feel like there's I feel like there is it's impossible to get a bad Kanye album. It may be kinda weird. It may be controversial. It may be out there. It may be different. But I feel like it's impossible to get a bad it's possible. Um, those I, That Wyoming album was horrible. What, the one I was just talking about? Yes, that was horrible. That was terrible. It was ass. Okay, today I thought about killing you was kind of repetitive. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, the... Aside from that, it wasn't that bad. It was just like short as heck. It was like five songs. Right? And it was ass. It was seven songs and it was ass. <laughs> it was an ass, bro. And it was ass. I'm not even being biased on that. I'm not even saying I play it every day, but it wasn't ass, bro. It was. It was pretty ass. You think it was ass? I don't think that's, it was ass. that's my opinion. Like that's like our opinions going to defer here, but to me, it was ass. Like, especially compared to like this man's whole discography, is pretty down there. It's pretty horrible. Yeah, of course, like we got the classics, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. it, it, it was pretty mid. But uh, but yeah, it, it, and also that next season, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I know my mom watches that show for some goddamn reason. That shit better be fire too. This girl I was trying to talk to one time, like way way back. We was on the phone. I was trying to Mac. She was always watching that show. And I'm just oh. like, why do you watch that? I tried watching it one day just to see what she was to it. And I'm like, I can't get into this. I remember just sitting watching with my mom, watching with my mom one time. I think, I think, yeah, me, me and Ken, it was one day, uh, this before me and Kenny got married. We was, uh, she was over my, uh, me and my mama's house. And my mom was watching it, and like Kenny just liked sometimes having moments where she just chill with my mama. So I was like, okay, cool. So I think it, it was on TV. I'm just saying, I'm like, how the hell do you watch this? Mm-hmm. Like, all their voices are annoying. And it's just like, gee. All <laughs> their voices are annoying. <laughs> like, gee. But hey, man. But uh, prayers to Kanye. Regardless, because mental illness is very real. We know that nigga has bipolar uh, disorder and all of that. But yeah. I just need people to do better. 
love yourselves in 2020 and realize that this man is not qualified to be elected president at all. Love yourself, <laughs> Please do not go to them podiums or the voting post or whatever in, tw- in November and write that nigga's name down. Please. Yeah, Matter of fact, I I'm, I need I don't use the soundboard. Much I think so. I, you know what? I think I think a whole bunch of hype beats are going to vote for Kanye. Yeah, they will, because that man is loved by not. Thing is, people over exaggerate that it's only black people that love Kanye. That is white Republicans, Mexicans, Latinos, Asians that love Kanye a lot. So yeah, they yeah. will vote for him. Look, man, if Harambe can get a vote, I feel like Kanye West could. <laughs> this nigga might be in the White House, bro. It might turn into Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? Once again, I, and all I can say in regards to that is. Hey, stop! Stop, G! Stop, bro! Fucking stop! <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I, I don't. Stop. When you go to that voting post, and as you write that nigga name down, stop. Stop and just literally use some common sense. Matter of fact, if you was gonna vote for Trump, just vote for Kanye. Just do that. <laughs> that way, at least he doesn't get votes. <laughs> Take some of his votes away. But anybody but Trump anybody 2020. But <laughs> anybody but Trump 2020. Is I would me. rather see Wakanda in Washington D.C. than see Trump in office. Exactly. Like if 2020 did not give you the common sense. To realize that that man don't need to be in office, you fucking up. That's crazy. <laughs> you fucking up, especially you mugs that talk about Republicans gonna give us money. We only got two hundred dollars from them bastards. So hey, uh, but yeah. So uh, that's Kanye talk once again. Prayers to the man. Mental illness is very real, uh, but at the same time, it doesn't ju- stop. It doesn't justify the fact that that man is saying some bullshit too in the process of it but um let's go ahead talk about we got our new segment well we didn't call it a new segment but we finally give a name for the segment we're gonna call it tribute vibes uh we did it with chris brown first um now we're gonna go ahead and do it with our favorite artist in our eyes the goat and that is the boy named aubrey graham aka drizzy drake rogers the nigga from degrassi um, that boy Drake, man. I found that out through uh, Wayne's Ransom verse. Wait, yeah, that's the first time. That's probably the first and only time we see this dude's whole name. This <laughs> is when Wayne said it. Oh, yeah. that has, there's no greater compliment than Wayne saying your whole government name yeah. in a song. That's true. Like, I am so jealous. <laughs> That is crazy. But yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Bro. You laughing, man. I'm, I'm real laughing. No, G, it's bro. just <laughs> I was trying to find a Wikipedia page that has all the that because I wanted us to how we're gonna do it, we're gonna go buy albums and we're gonna talk about Drake during that time frame. Yeah. I found a wikia page. <laughs> And for some odd reason, it's a picture of some dude that, that looked like a Photoshop of Drake taking a shit. And it's like, nigga. 
<laughs> Speaking of that, bro, did you see the Drake memes of him like falling in the water? No. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, bro. I ain't even gonna say nothing, bro. Just look it up. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just, just look it up, bro. <laughs> I'll check it out, G. But yeah. But yeah, G, so it's time for us to we're gonna have a a dialogue about Drake's career, uh a dialogue about how people view him. Is he one of the GOATs? Is he yes. top five to ever do it, top ten? And yes. just overall he's like top just, two, but he's not two. You put it that way. Ooh. Hey bro. Yeah. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, bro. But yeah, man. So, Drake, man, uh, let's go ahead and give a give the man's a proper uh bio. So, Aubrey Drake Graham, born October 24th, 1986, uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, goes also by the name of Champagne Poppy, which is his Instagram, Drizzy. Uh, he's a rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, actor, businessman. Has been in the game since 2001 because he was acting for some stupid ass reason on that show, Degrassi. Got shot, nigga. So he has street cred because he got shot. Exactly, man. <laughs> so like that, that's where the street cred come, my nigga. <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, has one child because Pusha T had to tell the world. So... A shout out to that little nigga, uh, and hey, bro, he's out here, bro. Like we, Drake is like the man has done so much. Uh, he has probably what one, two, three, four, five, six. Think what, almost ten projects all together. Like almost about ten projects all together. Like one of the mo- biggest artists of this past decade from he ran the 2010 start to finish uh whether you love him or hate him you listen to drake and you got to deal with it and you love it it be that way yeah. my nigga. so but um how should we start this off let me find the mixtapes because they don't nothing this shit don't got the mixtapes bro that's important we can't talk about drake without the mixtapes what are you looking on his discography oh. there we go Found it. Yeah. One this one didn't have the mixtapes. But I found one. Alright, cool. So uh Drake first mixtape was Room for Improvement in 2006. I don't think you can find that anywhere (laughs) right now. (laughs) I have some tracks off that mixtape on a CD uh that I have to find. Back when you know CDs were a thing, I feel old, yeah. That but piff. <laughs> that piff. Uh, LimeWire. You know, just SoundCloud. You know, all of that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there was in Room for Approval was Drake's first legit mixtape. Uh, there were people who were actually like messing with him then. His style back then was very rapidly rap rap, extremely. <laughs> it really was rapidly rap rap G. Uh, but it, it, it was, was it was more it was less like hotline bling type stuff. But was, I, yeah, it was I don't think he's never really lost that rapidly rap rap. Yeah, like he's Not still there. A bad thing though, like he still raps. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 
opening up albums with stuff like Tuscan Leather and like we get like 5 a.m. in Toronto, 6 p.m. in Calab- 6 p.m. in New York. You know what I'm saying? The Calabasas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we Drake still get those. Like I feel like that's a core of Drake, regardless. It's just yeah. when he wants to make a hit, he can make a hit. That's exactly. the thing. So, but yeah, Room for Improvement was Drake's first. Hey, I'm here. Uh, first entry into rap. Um, then we have comeback season, which is Woo. where a lot of people started to get to know Drake. From there, was comeback season. Uh, I just want to really go over the track list for comeback season real quick. Let me pull that up, bro. Because comeback. Yo, season. was uh, was um, on Room for Improvement. Was that the mixtape with Killer? No. Dang. That didn't have nothing off the off that I know of. I thought Replacement Girl was on uh, Room for Approval. I guess it wasn't. I guess that was on Comeback Season. Hold on, let me pull that up. Yeah, Replacement Girl had to on Comeback Season. Yeah, because Comeback Season when a lot of people got introduced. Well, I won't say a lot, but a decent amount of people got uh, introduced to Drake. Uh, notable tracks was Replacement Girl, the Barry Bonds Freestyle, which is cold as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else he had on here? You talking about uh, comeback season, right? Yes, man of um, the year was on do there. Do what you do. Do what you do on comeback yes. Do season? what you do was on there. Boy, Dre, he yo, this man was ahead of his time with that one, bro. He but snaps yeah. with do what you do, bro. Yeah, like, I wish we could play it right now, but he snaps. They'll shut us down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Like literally, this is like what was like the real entry level Drake Drake mixtape. Honestly, was a comeback season. The biggest feature being a replacement girl with uh, Trey songs because that was on 106 and Park. It made 106 and Park. The man's made 106 and Park, my nigga, and niggas didn't give a fuck. But that was also peak Trey songs. Peak Trey songs. So he was out here also. People, Man of the Year was my favorite uh, track on here, though. Was Man of the Year was fire to me. That that's um, it was something else I used to listen to all the time, right along with Man of the Year. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I forgot. But yeah, Man of the Year was cold. Yeah, I like Man of the Year, and then like Wayne was even on Man of the Year too, he even did. though he just talked shit like at the end, but. Still, man, you got Wayne on the track. You had you had Wayne talking, like, like, talking. You know what? We we like yo Wayne got a verse. We 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 glorify like Wayne verses. But if you got Wayne on your track just talking, come on, bro. Exactly. Birdman does that on Wayne track, <laughs> but now you got Wayne doing that on your track. Another again, I'm highly jealous. Very jealous. But um, but yeah, so. And comeback season, I think that's also when he really started messing with Drake heavy. At the, I mean, Wayne heavy. Wayne started messing with him heavy. Uh, then Jay Prince, through Jay Prince as well. So, shout out to Jay Prince. Uh, and during that time frame, that's also when him and Wayne did Ransom. And they did a remix to Brand New. Do that song. Hey. I, also, uh, uh, I remember when experience. Ransom came. I was in eighth grade when Ransom came out, G. We was rapping the hell out that song, G. <laughs> yeah, bro. They snapped on Ransom. Like, I think uh, Brand New 
was my first time experiencing like somebody making a song and like talking about exactly what I'm going through. Yeah. I was going exactly what he was going through. This what I was. Granted, I was in like what eighth grade, but still, <laughs> um, I was dirty macking with brand new. Man, I was like, this nigga is spitting. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I was really? dirty macking with brand new. I remember singing to this one girl. Name won't be said on this pod, but bro, I was yeah. using brand new oh, as shit. a dirty Mac song. G. <laughs> and I was real. Hey, look, man. High school Chris J was a very, very fucked up person. Oh, man. But, hey, teenage years. I'm glad dude. you better, bro. Hey, bro. You learn. You live and you learn, bro. That's that's the purpose of it all. G. You live and you learn. Uh, yeah, then, bro. but, yeah, Overtime 2009 happened, and that's when So Far Gone dropped. So, 2009, I was, what, a sophomore in high school? Yeah, I was a sophomore. That's my sophomore year. So, uh... So far, gone changed my life. Oh, hell yeah. For sure. <laughs> it changed my life. And I think that was also the start of artists, like, artists using mixtapes to really just overly blow up. Because the way they treated So Far Gone, you thought it was an album. I definitely thought it was an album. That's another thing I liked about Drake and how he did his mixtapes, like, Cause if uh, and usually we used to mixtapes just being like a plethora of like just songs, just showcasing these rappers, just like doing their thing over these random beats, you know what I'm saying? But the way he structured it, he, tro- he treated it like an album. Yeah, you know what and I'm saying? I were- like every every song was like ordered in a specific way. Mm-hmm. The theme, the themes of the album. I mean, <laughs> the themes of the like every song, the whole project the thing was there was like yeah i will say though successful got played out to me man i didn't get you heard successful everywhere bro i liked i liked successful but it got played out that was like one of the first times i experienced a song getting played out and i didn't really listen to it like that because i just heard it so much this is my new successful was overly played my mom likes successful bro (laughs) <laughs> my oh, mom man. don't rock with rap like that G. but <laughs> she liked successful G. that's why i knew that shit hey, man. Really too that's why jerky to go man he out here got your mom listening to his music dog exactly i can't be mad at it though but but yeah but like just looking at the track list for uh so far going real quick lust for life was fire houston Atlanta, vegas it made me want to go to a strip now, club so bad. That is the song I dirty Mac with. <laughs> mm. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, bro. Hey, man. I dirty Mac so hard with Houston, Atlanta, <laughs> Vegas, bro. Hey, <laughs> Crazy. Bro. Hey, man. It'd be that way. But Houston, Atlanta, Vegas made me want to go to a strip club. Gee, <laughs> at a young age. I was like, I got to go to a strip club. Uh, <laughs> three was successful. Four was Let's Call It Off. This is another thing we got to talk about with So Far Gone. He had some alternative type shit on here. And I was just like... People sleep on Let's Call It Off, bro. Yeah, it, that was People fire. I like Let's bro. Call It Off. Like, that's I like that song. Yeah, bro. People slip on that. Uh, yeah. Like, but that's what I meant. I it, he has some that, different uh, stuff. What's his name? Um, sooner than later is the song, I'm going to tell my kids. This, this is when I met your mama. 
<laughs> like how my dad would tell me, like, no, for real, like, that's that's when I met Shorty, for real, like, dang, I was uh, so when that song, when when that out, when the mixtape came out, sooner than later, with that joint, like, that's when I met your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there, and be like, hey, look, <laughs> be that way, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let uh, number the track next song was November eighteenth, which was co- that. Yeah, yeah, that's November 18th was when you fire. Going to savage mode, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. November 18th when you're going to savage mode, man. Yeah. Ignite shit. Come on, bro. <laughs> this is Ignite shit was heat, G. <laughs> that song is so epic. We we can't even speak on it right now, bro. I know. It, this, this is a break so podcast epic. if you speak on that song like that, bro. A night man. off was fire. Lloyd got off on night off, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Lloyd got off. Damn. <laughs> Look, man. Lloyd was floating on that all. Look, bro. If you wasn't you wasn't going to parties, bro, and if you if you didn't get a juke to a night off, bro, I can't honor it, my nigga. <laughs> I can't honor you, bro. I can't. You ain't get danced to by freaking the night off, bro. What was you doing with your life? You you was in the corner, bro, looking around, watching my big ass <laughs> sit there and do my thing, nigga. A weird ass on, bro. Talking about watching me do my thing. <laughs> watching me do my thing. <laughs> Probably to your crush, my nigga. <laughs> Probably to oh, your crush. Damn. So let's keep it real. Uh, That's crazy, say- Chris. I didn't know you was that toxic on eighth, eighth grade gym floor Duke parties, bro. Hey, bro, from from 2006 till the Duke era ended, my nigga. I was, was I was, I was a different nigga. <laughs> I was a different nigga. I was a different nigga, G. No cap. Still your girl, huh? Hey, bro. It be that way. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna have a like one time. I saw a girl who I was who I really wanted to be with at the time get passed around by niggas. I was like, okay. Uh. (laughs) I'm like. It happens. Yo, you man, be like, when you that when you when you at that age finding out they for the streets, man, that hurt. You be like that hurts, bro. I was like, hurt when I found out one of my crushes is from the streets. G. I was, I was, like, I was hurt for real. You like, you just sit there, suck it up, and be like, "Where the next chick at? Let's go." <laughs> you like, that's what you gotta be like, bro. No, not you. <laughs> I believed in you. <laughs> it was supposed to be me. <laughs> like, it was supposed to be me. Damn it, <laughs> that's how it was. But moving on, but. uh Say what's real, which was a, a freestyle uh, off Kanye when he did uh, Kanye. Then Kanye had the same name for the song. I wish he made, yeah, yeah. So he re-released that song too, like 2016, I think. He definitely did. Uh, then we had Little Bit, which was cool. Best I ever had. Literally blew up. I dirty macked that song too. I did too. I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. I can't catch. That was the purpose for that song. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. trying to get your, uh, trying to get holes back and stuff. Be that way. Uh, Unstoppable was a hit. Uptown was fire. Uh, I love Uptown. Uptown was cool. I I can listen to Uptown if it pulls if it pops up on my uh shuffle. I'm listening to all the way through. I have to. Actually, let me check if I have so far gone. Cause I don't think I added it on my. You feel me when um 
I got my new phone. Cause I remember it, it got added like last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they added it last year. It was a big, big deal. I don't think the whole album's on. I think it's missing a couple of songs because of sampling reasons or whatever. But um, then, like you mentioned, sooner than later. Sooner than later was fire, oh, yeah. though. So, hey. Uh, Bria's Interlude. I love Ooh. that song. Scratch everything I said, bro. When I that was my that was my number one Dirty Mac song. <laughs> nah, you laughing? I'm for real. Scratch everything else I said, bro. Bria's interlude, dog. That was my prime Dirty Mac. And G. Hey, I, I ain't mad at it. G. I'm not mad at it. Then the calm, which was fire. Then we had I brand new, the and then congratulations. And I was... Congratulations is up there with my top three favorite Drake songs. Like, of all time. Congratulations is up there. It's top three. I really didn't appreciate Congratulations until I heard the re-release. It re-released? No, I meant the re-release of So Far Gone. When it came out on streaming services. That's what I mean. Man? Boy. Congratulations is when I officially, you know what I'm saying, like, yo, Drake Got bars. Can't nobody mess with him with the bars, bro. Yeah, I can't cap. Uh, also, in 2009, also the songs I'm Going In came out, was uh, dropped. And also, to me, one of the best Drake rapping songs, Fear. When I fear, tell you. Actually, Fear. Look, man. Fear is what put me on Drake. When look, Fear man. came out, that's when I really got on him, and I went back. And listen to everything else, mm-hmm. and then I was a legit Drake fan. Like, not like no bullshit, bro. Like, after I heard Fear, it was over with. Man, Drake look, when I heard Fear, Drake has been after Lil Wayne since then. Like, they had, they haven't left this spot. When I heard Fear, G, I was like, G, it, it gave me goosebumps because I'm like, this nigga's rapping his ass off, my nigga. And y'all, like, I G. actually rapped. To, I wrote a verse to that song. And this is back when I didn't write courses. So I wrote to the whole, like, what, four minutes? Yeah. And it was about this, it, was, it ended up being about this girl, and I gave it to her. And, uh, you know, it was real, some real simp stuff, you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, look, bro, you was young. You know what I'm it, was, it was okay to simp back then, G, because we didn't know no better. So, man. But, yeah, but <laughs> just uh, before we move on from so far going, I would say, because that era, because that was still the heavy on the blog era of rap. Music as a whole, and when So Far Gone dropped, it changed a lot, bro. <laughs> it changed how mixtapes were just looked at and just produced because things started changing. Like mugs started having legit real features on mixtapes. G, like you, you got a factor, and Drake had, of course, he had the Lil Wayne features, but the nigga had Omarion in his prime, Lloyd in his prime, Trey Songs in their prime. On mixtapes, G. Bun B, he had legit features, legit cosigns on what should, what could have been an album, but he made it a mixtape. It changed oh, yeah. a lot, bro. Like it, it don't get his credit to me, in terms of like how mixtapes from then until probably before the decade ended, because mixtapes just died down when streaming became popular. Uh, and all of that, but it changed how a lot of artists went about you doing mixtapes to me. And Drake deserves flowers for that shit. 
deserves yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So then uh we go into Thank Me Later, um his debut album. And hmm. Oh yeah. I love Thank Me Later. Thank Me Later was my freshman year of high school, man. I don't. You don't, don't like Thank Me Later, bro? I don't like Thank Me Later. Like at all, bro? Okay, look, 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 look. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. CC's in the movie. Oh, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> See, I was going to be have a transparent moment on the podcast, but that's not a reason why. Never mind. Not... Okay, well, look. Okay, still. Okay. CC's in the movie, despite the negative connotation you have with, with it. Um, I like the song. It's just that negative connotation fucks it up. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll skip CC down a little bit. Show me a good time. Come on, come show on, me. A, I like on, show bro. me a good time, but I think um, for me slow. personally, on, I played myself out of that song because I played it so much, bro. Okay, I'm, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm, I know you're gonna read the track list too, but still, let me get my point. Mm, I already uh, find your love, bro. Find your love. Come on, Look, dog. Come on. We come we on, had bro. to get five. Twitter the other day gave find your love a appreciation because. People say Kanye was trying to sabotage Drake with Find Your Love. <laughs> what they mean? Nigga, because, gee, for one, I never really did like the beat for Find Your Love. Like, I felt it was a little, oh, like, gee, what the heck? Like, they, when, especially when they say that's a Kanye beat. I'm like, that's not a Kanye beat, my nigga. There's no way in hell that's a Kanye beat, my nigga. So, <laughs> but, and then when, I, when it was confirmed it was a Kanye beat, I was like, why did Kanye give Drake this weak ass shit? <laughs> I mean, the find your love beat don't sound too far off to something that could have been on It Awaits a Heartbreak. Yes. It, he gave Drake the uh his his like I'm not feeling these at all. That's why and people but it was just the I'm fact I'm not feeling these at all, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling <laughs> these at all. <laughs> he said I'm not I would feeling take these. those gladly. <laughs> <laughs> But it said yeah, a lot because Drake made that song a hit, G. And exactly, I made and, and I made it a few girls ringtones tune, G. I, I made it a there couple girls ringtones. So there like, you go. So um, one more, one more, one more. Uh, up all night. Come on, bro. Got one of the best Nicki Minaj versus the dates. That is why I will listen to that song. But honestly, that. Pl- it's a lot of songs on it that got played out to death. <laughs> Up All Night is one of them. Up All Night and Fancy. Only thing that got played out for me was Over. Over too. Like, Up over All Night, Over, and... And what was and, what was the other one? Fancy got played to hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even listen. I don't listen to Fancy to this day because it got so played out. Like, bro, I'm like, gee, that song got played to hell, but like, the songs like I didn't like fireworks. I hate karaoke. I don't like the resistance. Over's wait, cool. Wait, what is you? What is you talking about, bro? I don't. I didn't like the resistance. Okay, check it out, bro. You don't like karaoke. I did not like karaoke. Karaoke played in the karaoke, car the other bro. day. I was like, I have this on here, and I was like, let me turn this I'll, off. I walked a girl home to karaoke. Bro. That's lovely. <laughs> Karaoke is beautiful, dude. What did you talk? Okay, look, look, look. You, you said you don't like the resistance? What? I don't like the resistance, G. I, I think it's mainly because, look, man, 
Isaiah, when I, I was some negative connotation to those songs, bro. It's not a negative connotation to neither of those songs. I think Isaiah just played resistance so much because when I would visit for reasons that we're not gonna mention on this podcast, but okay, when I would go down to the basement, he'll always play it, and I would hear it again and again and again. You you know those walls are pretty thin in that basement, so you hearing it from another room, it's like I'm tired of this song. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. <laughs> so it's, it, it, it's not a negative connotation. Maybe because just... nine times out of ten, if, if he was playing it, I was playing it too. So yeah, it was like we both rocked that song. Yeah, I like. I know y'all like that song, but I, it was just I don't have a problem with it, just like okay, whatever. I love "Show Me a Good Time." Up all night, cool, fancy, trash. Shut it down is a classic. Uh, yeah. Definitely a classic. That was also another girl's ringtone. Uh, Unforgettable is easily one of my favorite tracks on this album. Easily. Okay, because I thought you were going to tweet. No, I love that song. I love Unforgettable. (laughs) Unforgettable is is a simp tune I'm using in the process right now. So, uh, hey. um, Light It Up. I love Light It Up more and more by the year. Because Jay-Z prophesied over Drake G. (laughs) He prophesied hey, over that he, man, G. He did. Another reason why I'm freaking jealous, man. You got, man, you know what? That's mine. Like, like he That's had a Jay-Z mind. prophecy, G. And it was a fire Jay-Z verse. He never got another fire Jay-Z verse after this stuff. Uh, Miss Me was is good because that was the last Wayne verse before he went to jail. CeCe's interlude, I like it, but bad, bad vibes. Find Your Love was fire. <laughs> Thank me la- now. I hate that song. Thank you now. Oh yeah. You get that? I hate that song. Now. I hate that song. Uh, I just feel like he he kind of felt forced to sing on that song. He didn't really have to. My thing is with "Thank Me Later." It was just you can tell he was trying to go very commercial mainstream with it, and it was it necessary. That's just mm-hmm. me. Like, it just, it lost the feeling of, like, okay, we're so far away, it had a sound, and it was a consistent sound. And, so far gone. Yeah, so far gone, my fault. That, that's, I'm thinking of me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so far gone, it had a, a sound, and it was cohesive. It was just, like, I could feel it. While with Thank Me Later, the hits stood out, but they played out so much, where it's like, gee, fuck these songs. <laughs> and then... Some of the B-sides are really good, but at the same time, it's like they come towards later in the album, if you get what I'm saying. That's just yeah. me. So, but it also was just, it felt like it really didn't have a strong identity. And one thing I like about a lot of Drake's albums, there's a some type of identity within the production that makes it where it's just like, hey, and the reason why, is and shout out to Forty in that interview he did uh like a few months ago or a month or two ago whatever where he said he really wasn't with Drake doing Thank Me Now I mean Thank Me Later right so it explains why I'm like that's why I really don't rock with it like that so but yeah like I don't really have much beef with it um overall it was, it was cool 
was cool. Man, it was cool. Yeah. But, but uh, but yeah, but thank me later. Thank me later. Literally was, it was a success. Like it was overwhelming success. Like multiple singles that played itself to hell. Uh, and Drake was just popping up on a lot of stuff from there. Um, he popped. I didn't know he was on Gears of War three. I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember him on Gears voiced, of War 3. He voice act on Gears of War 3? It said he had a prominent role in the game Gears of War 3. Oh, he was supposed to, but he didn't. There we go. So he couldn't do it. Oh, that's unfortunate. That sucks. <laughs> wait, that was really crazy. Because I'm like, I had Gears of War 3. That's what I'm saying. Like, wait, right. I had that. <laughs> like, I had Gears of War 3. But, uh... But yeah, also he did the first OVO Fest in 2010 as well. So like from Thank Me Later on, he really started to blow up a lot. Uh, then he started working on Take Care. And bro. Lord. Whoo. Look, man. Take Care came out in a very, very interesting time in my life. And when I tell you that I needed Take Care. Now. There's some people who will probably sit and be like, what you mean you need it? Take care. I need it. Take care. <laughs> that album came take out in November. We needed. We didn't know we needed it until we got it. Exactly. And it, it, I, I needed it going into 2012, which is why I consider one of the worst years of my life. But it was, pre, it, was, it, was I, it was something I needed, my nigga. So, uh, Take Care had Over My Dead Body. Mm-hmm. I was a, that, that was, to me... A very underrated Drake intro, by the way. It doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, Shot for me, which was fire. Headlines. I hate headlines. What? I hate headlines. Okay, headlines. It was overplayed, but it wasn't bad overplayed, bro. I think it was because Elon would play it a lot. That was his song. We were just talking about that. Yeah, tell Elon it's his fault that I don't like headlines no more. (laughs) Come on, Tell him. bro. <laughs> Marvin's Room, uh, which is Man. Simp Anthem, my nigga. <laughs> simp Anthem. <laughs> Niggas was making remixes and freestyles to Marvin's Room with the saddest stories ever. But the thing is about Drake's. Drake's Marvel's one wasn't even really that sad, bro. It really wasn't. I think niggas kind of took that whole, hey, call your ex up when you're drunk thing to a whole nother level. It did. It record the voicemail or whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you but drunk it, it, right was, it was the start. It was definitely the start. <laughs> I'm trying to, I think Chris, Chris Brown had a fire remix to it as well, G. He, wow, Chris really? Brown had a, Boy, I gotta that's, find that's, it. That's Chris Brown, man. I know, that's but him. I have to find it because I haven't heard it in so long because uh, me and Shorty, who would not be named on this podcast, literally would play it, G. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is fire. And Chris Brown turned to a real nigga remix. That's why I rocked with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and but, uh, but in terms of Take Care, though, Marvin's Room transitioned to Buried Alive, which introduced the masses to Kendrick Lamar. And, hey, this is another reason why I feel like this album's a classic. Or at least as close to a classic as it can get. 
because it introduced us to another artist, which was Kendrick Lamar, man. And we got to put respect on Drake for giving Kendrick Lamar that look. Which we'll I get to gonna, shortly. I'm not going to act like I was out here listening to people before they came up and stuff like that. When I heard Marvin's room and I heard uh, the um, Kendrick uh, interlude in that song, um, Bear the Lives. Yeah. That was my first time hearing Kendrick, though. Me too. And I was just like, yo, this dude is spitting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he was legit spitting. Yeah, sure. And... Like it, from, it went up from there, and throughout this pot, throughout this moment, we're also gonna point out Drake put a lot of people on. Yeah, that was another thing I wanted to bring up to you. Is it was this post that said it was like everybody Drake put on. It was a picture of Kendrick, The Weeknd, Janae Aiko, and the Migos. And you got throwing little baby. Well, it is. It's a. Decent amount of people that yeah, look yeah, yeah. like Drake I, gave I, I alley-oops think to. that was just from that era. Oh. Well, I, I, but I don't feel like he really put Janae Aiko on. Like yeah, that. not really. Like, Janae Aiko like, already had a to the weekend, When it comes to the weekend and Janae Aiko, even Amigos, honestly, I like all of them. Okay, Drake did give him like a spotlight in terms of like being on. They kind of had their own little thing going yeah, on. Yeah, they already had it was a buzz. so crazy. Because Drake was, like, in his sophomore year yeah, with, uh, take, with take Care. You know what I'm saying? And you in your sophomore year, and you bringing other people up with you, like, that's, that's dope. Yeah, because you got to factor in. Drake was really big around 2011. Like, it was, he was big. And even though T- Thank Me Later was what you'll call it, like, it had mixed reviews to some people, it was still, he was still really freaking big. Like, he was still touring. And he, even though he had a torn ACL or something like that, because he tore his ACL at the BT Awards, never forget. And, but he was really freaking getting big around that time. And he really blew up from Take Care. And shout out to the Cl- uh, Paradise Club Paradise Tour as well. We have to mention well, that. Is an amazing song too. Very great song. And also around this time was the Drake throwaway. Drake started slowly doing throwaways around this time too. Club yeah, Paradise, Club Paradise Free Spirit. Was, you know, any project. Free Spirit, uh Dreams, Money Could Buy, uh Made Men. Made Men. Made Men. I thought Made Men was Ross. It probably was on a Ross project, but it was it was Dane a throwaway. I just listened to that song yesterday. It's my song. That song, that song, crazy. That's a very underrated. It's one of the underrated uh, collabs that they did together. Like made yeah. me go hard. But uh, but yeah, back to take care though. But Drake put a lot of people on. We'll talk about that shortly though. Uh, Underground Kings, fire. We'll be fine. I don't care for at all. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be fine, man. That song, that song was slept on, man. It, it's cool. It was decent. Uh, I like we'll be fine. It's cool. Uh, oh, Lord knows, man. By Drake, this time, I already knew. I already knew Drake was not one to be messed with with the bars. I already knew. So when Lord knows came out, bro, I was just like, "Niggas gonna get this work." Man. That man had a <laughs> just blaze beat, bro. 
Drake is probably never gonna get another Just Blaze beat ever in his life. But bro, another reason why I'm jealous. Hey man, look, you never know. When I meet bro. Drake, when, when I meet when I meet Drake, we gonna have a dialogue, and I'm be like, nigga, you my top two, but you're not two. But <laughs> we gotta run hands. Like that's why I would do, bro. Because he he work with everybody wants to work with. Turn producers and artists. Like, come on, bro. But yeah, but uh, like Drake and Rick Ross went off on this song. I will say Rick Ross slightly, slightly got the best of Drake, <laughs> slightly on here. And the reason why I say that is oh, solely Lord because knows. on Lord <laughs> knows the reason why I say that is. Drake did open his verse talking about going through a girl's uh, purse while she was in the bathroom. <laughs> Yo, you can't trust them, dude. Like, I understand that. And the funny thing is, I was just listening to the song on my way home. Because <laughs> I love the beat and this shit bang. But, gee, each time I hear, <laughs> I'm about to read it. I'm about to read it word for word. Hold on. Here we go. It's your worst nightmare. It's my first night here. And this girl right here, who knows what she knows. So I'm going through her phone. And she go to the bathroom. And her purse right there. I don't trust these hoes at all. Bro. <laughs> What's wrong with that, bro? He just told you. You can't trust them, man. It's just... Wait, what he, he was like... Alright, we're back. Technical goddamn difficulties uh, be that way sometimes. Uh... But I don't think Drake yeah. took kindly to us saying that he goes through uh, whole phones and shit, bro. But I'm just being honest, bro. It'd be that way. It's cool, bro. <laughs> but anyway, but overall, just like Take Care of Yourself was a very special album. And uh, a very special album. And it also introduced the mainstream to Weekend and us to Weekend as well. Who had a very, to some people, a heavier hand than thought, but uh, a heavy hand and helping with uh, take care as a whole. I believe that. See, when he hit the runs on uh, good ones go for a second, I thought it was Drake. Yeah, for a second, but I'm like, mm, <laughs> like you could tell, you can tell <laughs> that was one of those songs that was originally a weekend track, and Drake said, "Let me get that. Let me have that. <laughs> Let me have that." Let me let me have that, G. <laughs> let me get that, G. Here, here, here's like hundred K. Let me get that. Whoop the bam, because cameras a good. By the way, cameras a good ones go special. Favorite song special. off the album. Damn, the, like the perfect, perfect song interlude duo, bro. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, getting no better than that. Exactly. Very special <laughs> album. And then we got to talk about crew love. And the ride while we on topic of weekend because both those songs slap. Both of them slap. He's hey weekend actually yeah man weekend snapped on the ride bro. I was like who is this singing? <laughs> I thought it was a I thought it was a sample. I thought, I it, thought was it was a sample, sample too, first, but I was, I was just like, weekend harmonizing the whole time. G. Who is this singing? But they killing it. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. And while Drake giving like some pristine bars, G. Like, it was cold. And uh shout out to Crew Love, even though I could not listen to Crew Love 
from 2012 until like damn near 2016. No, 2015. Around 2015. Couldn't listen so to it. So you couldn't listen to it? No. Personal reasons. More negative connotations. Negative connotations. No. Yep. So, if you, as you, y'all listen to this podcast, you'll learn that there's certain songs, negative connotations fucked over. And I love Oh, yeah. Songs. I can't listen to good ones go. I'm mean, not good ones go. I can't listen to doing it wrong. Doing it wrong also has a negative connotation. I cannot listen. I listened to when I first heard doing it wrong, bro. Me and my girl broke up the same day. Doing it wrong is that is literally the cause of a breakup for me. Same. Shorty told me she was listening to doing it wrong, and it and she listened the harmonica part and said it was the it was the deciding factor. Ouch. Dog. Exactly. Gee. I mean, if you wanted to kill that part, bro, I mean. You did. Killed a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> he killed a lot of things. So, hey. But. I feel you, bro. That's good. But, hey, but, hey. Take care. Help me get over that breakup. Because it allowed me to get the simp out. Get the simp and the emotions out, G. So, hey. Respect. For, uh, respect, G. All together. But uh, in the midst of. Like the post, the post of how I'll phrase this post take care led to Drake and Chris Brown fighting for the first time in almost for the remainder of the decade because of Rihanna. Let's put it that way. Uh, Riri. Look, man, that Riri box is different. <laughs> I just need to, I just need to touch and I'll be cool. <laughs> I'd be cool. I'd be cool. Like, I'd be cool. Yeah, so I understand. Exactly. They both had a touch. Chris Brown had more, but and Drake had some too. And they saw each other at the club. Bottles was thrown, and nothing was ever the same. After, hey. that. <laughs> literally, nothing was literally never the same. After that, between them two, until last year. And they get finally gave us that hit, but uh, that happened. So then, after twenty twelve, after twenty eleven, that's when I think we get. I think Drake was in a different type of bag at this point. G, I think Drake knew he was the shit. <laughs> he definitely did. He knew it. As, he as knew it. Should. He knew it. So he knew he was the shit. We was getting some some of the best Drake throwaways around this time frame too. G, we was getting the best of Drake. Throwaways yeah, sure. from 2012 until nothing was the same was some of the craziest stuff I ever seen from Drake, and these are album cuts where t- that could have been album cuts. Like I think got- uh, it was like uh, that was like Jodeci, Jodeci yeah. freestyle, the motion, uh, the motion. Uh, uh, this wasn't a throwaway, but uh, what's what's the, um over here? On uh, PND's album, oh that, yeah, that came out right that time, right? Like he he was on everything at this point, G. Man, like Drake. Went That's on... when I when I heard that song, I knew like yeah, Drake gonna come with some heat. <laughs> yeah, and like he started putting the OVO niggas on. Uh, like he was just he was everywhere at this point. Drake Drake went this. I would say that was Drake's run of a. You going to get the best of me before I get too goddamn big for you niggas? Cause he was still rapping like 
I think that was his best rapping. And also making hits, creating hits with other people, and just being everywhere. Like, Drake was everywhere, G. And Club Paradise was still going on as a big-ass tour. You can still find videos of YouTube of just, like, the mugs hanging out. That tour was huge. Yeah. Like, hold on. I just want to talk about who was all in that tour, G. There was a point where it was like almost everybody was on that tour. But Kendrick was there in ASAP Rocky. Also, in the midst of that tour, we got uh, effing problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was a hit. <laughs> that was a hit. But Kendrick was there, ASAP. J. Cole was part of it. Waka Flocka was part of it. Meek was part of it. Two Chains, French Montana. I did not know Chief Keith was part of Club Paradise till today. Wow, really? Yes. I was today years old. Bro, I need to find footage. I we need footage of this because I don't believe this, but I hope it's true. But yeah, I forgot Rita Ora was there as well and some other niggas. But this was a powerful tour. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and most of these dudes, like in the midst of this time frame, he was making songs with them actively. Like, bro, like that tour came out of a lot of good things, and plus it helped Meek get, help boost Meek up. Help, uh, he not say different. Put two chains on, but it was a boost for two chains as well. Let's Is put it that on way. that uh, tour. No, no, he wasn't. Future was him. another person on that post that they said Drake put on. It's like it's a to me it wasn't a put on because it's like with, to me he necessarily didn't put the people I feel like he didn't put on but gave more of a alley it was more of a boost would be Meek Meek got a boost from it because he really didn't need Drake he he already had Rick Ross let's just put it that way Drake was like an added boost and then he had. And then Two Chains was already really freaking hot at that around that time frame because those True Religion mixtapes. He literally had the whole, everybody wearing True Religion. So, but the stuff he him and him and uh he did with Two Chains was an added boost. And then who's the other nigga? Future Future was already kind of popping in the streets by itself. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's just like to say that it's a difference between putting on and a boost to me. Like, because they were already really well known. I would say Kendrick was a put on, but also was more like a, Kendrick was probably already really popular in the West Coast, but to everybody else, it was like, 20, 2011, you wasn't listening to no damn Kendrick. Let's just keep Some it real. Were. So it was just, it's a difference to me, I, I would say. So, but yeah, but moving, but back. But um, and then he did the uh the Versace remix as well. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so Drake was on a really impeccable run between just stuff outside musically, musically he was at his I think I wouldn't say his peak, but he he knew he was like in his bag in every way. Like it was a, he was hungry. It was like he was hungry. It was like his peak hunger. Let's put it that way. It was the peak of his hunger. So, like, I feel like he was just at such a different place musically 
uh, at around this time frame because it's just like he knew where he was and he he just felt comfortable with it. Uh, then we are into nothing was the same. Yeah, nothing was the same era, and to me, to this day, I still believe nothing was the same as Drake's best album. Yeah, for sure. Like I, from start to finish, I feel like it's his best album. Uh, dang near perfect album. His most co- it's the shortest album as well, which is hilarious when you think about it. But mm-hmm. that's to me what makes it so is so great because what he put on there, it it was so cohesive. And I hate you. I know some people hate probably hearing these musical ass terms, but gee, it was so cohesive as an album where it just felt like every track mattered instead of just like here's some I'm gonna throw this in here because I like the song and I feel like it. I don't want to make it a throwaway either. Like, yeah. I, if people want to sit there and say Drake doesn't have a classic or you feel like Take Care isn't a classic because it has some filler, nothing was the same to me as Drake's best album from start to finish and it should be his undisputed classic to me no matter what. Like, there is no wrong I with agree. this album. At all. Like, at all. I agree. So, and if you have a problem with it, fight me. But all I'm going to say is this. Start from the bottom was an anthem for the, for our group, bro. That was an anthem. Man. That was we an was teased that whole summer, bro. That whole gee, that, that whole summer going to the fall, leading up to this album, bro. <laughs> Nothing we was, was the same. Just it was like that was a start of something, bro, for us. G. That was a start for us, G. A huge ass start. Like, let me look at this track list because it was it was a couple other songs on it. But started from the bottom was legit. Like, I played that to the moon. Uh, <laughs> oh, we gotta talk about Tuscan Leather G. Tuscan Leather had me shook for a very long time, bro. When I heard it, bro. When I heard Tuscan Leather, my nigga, I had to replay Before. it three times, bro. The song is six minutes. <laughs> I spent Yo, 20 Tuscan minutes on one song. Tuscan Leather had me shook, bro. That nigga got off on three different beat changes. I was lost for words. Like, not even just the beat changes, but the, the tone. The tone got darker and darker mm-hmm. <laughs> as the beat changes switched up. Like, yo, that nigga Drake was in his bag. Like, gee, it's a top 10 intro to me, bro. Album intro. Album and mix, mixtape intro, I feel like it's top 10. That sucks. Like, I, like gee, y'all, y'all, if you listen to this, feel free to let us know what it was, if you feel like it's top 10. But please let me know what's your 10 so I can sit there and tell you wrong. Because <laughs> I will. <laughs> I just will. But, uh, so. furthest thing was cool. We already talked about started from the bottom. Wu-Tang Forever, G. That song just came on my uh, playlist. I haven't heard it in a minute, but gee, that beat is so cold, bro. And Drake got yeah. off. You know, the song had nothing to do with Wu-Tang. <laughs> yeah, and it, that was in an um, interview as well. Yeah, I, I think know. the sample was from the Wu-Tang. Yeah, it's a Wu-Tang sample. But in yeah. terms of the song itself, because I remember when the track list came out for nothing was to say, people was like, the fuck this guy doing Wu Tang? 
Exactly. Own it. Let me tell y'all a song. Let me. T- I got a story about Own It, man. So, Nothing Was Saying came out around the time when I first met my wife. We started dating. So, her ex-boyfriend, it was one day I left church and, uh, yeah, left church, picked, uh, picked Kenny up from work and, and, uh, she, she told me, hurry up. No, she didn't even tell me what was going on. But she was just texting, kept texting me the whole time I'm driving. So, get to the red line, pick her up from work, uh, and all of that. She get in the car. Ona is playing at loud, ignorant levels, my nigga. <laughs> her ex-boyfriend was trying to talk to her when I pulled up. <laughs> Y'all can't that's That's a real nigga moment, G. It's a hilarious moment when you think about it. Own it playing, G. In the midst of that chaos, G. <laughs> it was hilarious. But, yeah, own it hit. You still there? Did I lose Chaz? I know. All right. Chaz is back. Uh, The goons gra- grabbed him. But, but yeah, man. Yeah. So, he probably didn't hear my own it, the story about own it. But, y'all heard it. That's all that matters because I'm not about to repeat myself. <laughs> But uh, just know it was a really real, real nigga moment, and it was forever hilarious to this day. Uh, worst behavior, slap, uh, and that was an anthem as well. Uh, from time, they had Janae Aiko on it. That that was a really good song. <laughs> it's a toxic song too when you think about it. Really Yo, uh, from time. No, 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 no. Go back to own it. I'll own it. All right. No, no, no. Is that no, 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 no? It's... Oh no 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 Wu Tang Forever. Okay, it's yeah. Wu Tang Forever when he's when he says it's yours, it's yours, it's yours. Tell me that's not Janae Aiko harmonizing with him in the background, bro. It might be. Oh, we'll about it to, definitely is, bro. We're gonna do some research real quick. Wu Tang Forever background vocals. This is a podcast where we do our Googles, people. Let's see. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, actually, that's his own wiki. All right, cool. So, songwriters. I'd be mad if it wasn't, if she wasn't, bro, because I can't unhear it. I do, like, hearing it in my head, I recall hearing a, a sound like a woman's voice. I don't see no credit for no. Let's see. There's no mention. Hmm. And I don't see her name mentioned in songwriters. Do, do, do. Mm, am I tweaking? It How could be like uncredited. Right now to go back and listen to Wu-Tang Forever. And the part where he says it's yours. I think it's at the end. It's at the end. No, it's wait, end. found it. Yep, you're right. You're right. She is? She is? Yeah, contributes... Uh, Guest vocals toward the end of the track. There we go. I thought I was tweaking for so long, bro. I was like, I hear Janae Aiko's voice. It's and, but the thing is, it's so low. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's her voice. You can only hear it if you listen. Well, not not just that. No, like the volume is low. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying. I know it was intentional, but yo, I thought I was tweaking for like so long, bro. 
I can oh. sleep tonight, bro. Hey, see? You just learned something. That's a fun fact, G, from this podcast. So you're learning, niggas. So, shout, so I learned something. And, well, I won't say learned, confirmed. Because I remember hearing it. I just never really made much of it, honestly. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, see? Fun facts. Yeah, so Wu-Tang Forever. We talk about Own It. Worst Behavior was cool. From Time, Janaeco, and Drake got off with that very toxic-ass song. Uh, Hold On, yes. We're Going Home is a tune. <laughs> That's a tune. Man. I used to sing that song all the time. I remember My I didn't like it at first. And then I just literally kept hearing it, and I grew to love it, G. Yeah. Grew to love it, man. Uh, Connect. Connect is literally a top five Drake song to me. Man. I love that song. Man. Man. Connect is up there with cameras. Favorite song on the album. It is. It's like it's, it's a B side cut where it's just like, gee, it just hit different. And another fun story about Connect. Each time after I would leave uh, Kenny's crib, I would play it, G, on my way home. As you should. Yeah, I played I that song when I first got my car. See? And I, uh, I slid on shorty. See? Like, it's connect just hit different, G. Uh, yeah. The language was fire. Then Birdman snuck into the studio and added that verse. Uh, I played language out for myself. Because I loved that song. And then I just kept playing it. And then I was just like, yeah, I don't want to hear the song anymore. Hey, it be that way. 305 to My City was fire. Uh, yeah. Too much. Oh yeah, you remember last podcast we couldn't remember that one nigga from OVO, uh, Sanfa. <laughs> oh, there we go, Sanfa. There we go. Uh, but yeah, too much was fire. I I never forget when that nigga performed it on uh Saturday Saturday Night Live. I was like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Isn't that the same dude who sung on uh on uh Chicago Freestyle? No, that's a different dude entirely. Okay. Yeah, that's a different guy entirely. I forgot dude's name. I actually listened to his album, Gideon. There we go. Dude's name is Gideon. His out. Check out his album. It's really decent. Really decent. Merch. Uh, Got you. But yeah, uh, diff- two different dudes. They just sound alike. But too much was fire. Pound cake. Uh, y'all know if you if you know me or at least watch my tweets, you know how I feel about Jay Z's second verse. Well, second half of Jay Z's verse on Pound Cake. Plain and simple, y'all know how I feel. That was the beginning of Jay Z not caring about giving Drake good verses. Like no, G, that wasn't hit. That that wasn't it, G to the street, bro. Give him a red note. Cake, 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 cake. Uh, nah. I, I, I like it. I like nah. it. Hey, look, bro. I like Pound Cake. <laughs> I like Drake's verse. The first half of uh, Jay-Z's verse. Then he started talking about cake, 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 patty cake, and shit. Like, I'm like, nah, ass. Paris Morton Music 2 was <laughs> decent, too. Uh, Come through. Look, bro. Once again, memories to that song, G. Memories to that song G if you was not going to your girl crib and she ain't tell you come through and you didn't play come through on the way there if you didn't play through on yeah on the way bro what was you doing with your life folks yeah like you was tweaking G all the way tweaking 
uh, and then All Me was fire. Even though the album version added another Drake verse. And I was like, no, we don't need another Drake verse. We needed the Big Sean and 2 Chainz verse. We was straight. But, yeah, yeah so that was an example of, like, the, the leaked version being a little bit better. But uh, nothing was saying to me is Drake's best album, straight to start back and finish. Uh, then, which led to, I think, Drake was the first, <laughs> the first guy to ever do it, which was the surprise album release. And... <laughs> If you yeah. release too late, came up out of nowhere, bro. But before that, we have to remember that 2014 Drake was a little bit different as well because we got zero to 100. Yeah, and we got that two on remix, and I think Drag. I love again, um... Yeah, like 2014 was. We still have. Oh wait, and girls love Beyonce, and one of friends. No new friends came out as well. Like we like Drake was just popping up everywhere. Like it was still Drake was everywhere at this point still. And he was giving niggas ups. Uh don't forget McCone. I love McCone was a thing during twenty fourteen as well, people, and nothing came out of it. Nothing. So then twenty fifteen, February twelfth, five days before my birthday. Drake blesses us with, if you're reading this, you're too late, out of nowhere. It just popped up on the streets, and niggas went crazy, G. I remember that night, bro. I was screaming, somebody send me a link. This was the era of Twitter where literally, this is why streaming started becoming what it was. Because niggas was out here yelling out, hey, give me the link. And niggas would send you a Dropbox link, nigga. And then I'll just hit you niggas with the Dropbox link later. That's this was that era. It was uh, it was after a part. Actually, I don't think I told you about this one night. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna get this whole crazy story, but like basically, we was at this party after this one show uh, when I was in college, and this girl who was with us, she got like crazy drunk, but she was our homie, and like these dudes just trying to like get on that with her, yeah. and so like this bisexual dude whispered in my ear like, "Hey man, they on that with your friend. You might want to get out of here." I was like, "Hey bro." <laughs> You sound you, you a little bit too close to me. To, to, you feel like you feel me? But I let it slide because I'm like, yo, he's telling me some real stuff. Let me let me get my let me get my homie. So I'm like, but we got chill with that, bro. So I took Shorty. She was like screaming, like you know what I'm saying. Let me go, let me go, let me. And dudes was like, man, let her let her do her, man. Like shut up, bro. Like you over here trying to play on on drunk girls, bro. Like you bogus. But um, little horny fuck. I had to carry her home mm-hmm. to her dorm. <laughs> with people looking at me like, like, look, man, I can explain. It's <laughs> not what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? But uh, ended up dropping her off. Went to get something to eat in the dorm because thank God they didn't close the dining hall that time. And I knew people who were serving, so they hooked me up. But then I, I got who sent me that? Did you send me this link? When? No, no, no. Me and my homie, we found it. We found oh. it online. And we downloaded it. Oh. And then, like, they had, like, these shuttle buses that took everybody home. And, like, not the shuttle buses, but, like, this van. It was, like, a safety van. And took everybody home or whatever. And he just, and he just ride to your dorm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were, the dude, had, he gave us the aux. And we was playing. I'm like, yeah, this is a great way to end the night. <laughs> hey, like, I remember, G. I just remember when it dropped. Because I was, like, I was happy as hell, G. 
I'm like this is the this is the anthem to my birthday, my nigga. It was the anthem oh, yeah. to my birthday, G. So I was I was lit, sure. my nigga. I was happy as hell, G, when that shit came out. Uh, was that something that happened in the midst of this as well? Hold on, let me because I gotta make sure because we gotta make sure we match in Drake controversy in the midst in the midst of everything that's going wrong with Drake's career. I won't say going wrong, but uh, let me see. Hold on, I wanna make sure we catch the funny shenanigans that possibly occurred. Um, yeah, nothing happened. Oh yeah, no, things did happen. So, a few months after. <laughs> After everything about nothing was the same was when, uh, was when Meek Mill pretty much told about <laughs> the Ghost Riders. <laughs> now, I remember this night on Twitter. This was a hilarious night on Twitter, matter of fact. So, yeah, scrolling, and everybody out. I was already kind of going in on Meek because Drake watched him on Rico, uh. We was uh frying him about Nicki Minaj and him dating and stuff, and he kind of became a little simp, shit like that. But then, just this nigga just started just tweeting shit, <laughs> and then he got and he got mad because Drake did not tweet about the album. Around this time, Drake barely tweets, barely, if it at all. So then, he just talking about. Certain niggas got Ghost Riders who up the band, stuff like that. And then he drops the name Quentin Miller. Everybody like, who the fuck is Quentin Miller? <laughs> Quentin Miller, man, he was he was trying to stay out of it, man. That dude wanted no parts of it, G. No parts. That's so sad what happened with bro, with bro man. It did. I would have been mad if I was him. Like Meek, Meek sat there, mentioned that nigga's name. Meek got that man beat up by the by the uh. About dream, dream chasing niggas. The OVO goons took that nigga foot. Like <laughs> that nigga had to pay. But and then what makes it all worse was just like leaks started coming out of the reference tracks. DJ Drama being an asshole because I was because supposedly nothing. If you're reading this, you're too late. Was supposed to be a gangsters grill, gangster grills. So he had access to the reference tracks for some odd reason, and things led very badly. But Drake proceeded to show us that, A, if you're going to sit there and mention my name and be on this bullshit, I'm about to be on bullshit, too. And we got the le- and we got charged up, which was a warning. Mm. <laughs> that was a warning. <laughs> a warning. It's not even just like, oh, it's a diss. It's, more, it's a warning. <laughs> it was a warning of what to come. <laughs> and then <laughs> Drake waited like two, three days, maybe. And back to back drop. <laughs> back to back was so crazy, bro. That beat was so scary. <laughs> when back to back first came on, I had to. I didn't even wait till he started rapping. I stopped it. It's like so at least like five seconds, three seconds in, bro. I stopped it because I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to this, bro. Like my, man, I already knew it was going to be nasty. G. My man was on some different shit, G. And it was just the fact that Drake turned a diss track into a hit record, bro. And only like, Drake could do some stuff like that, bro. Yeah, only Drake, only a very select few rappers can outright sit there and turn the diss track into a hit. And that's why, like, when we look back at at least when I I say that when I 
look back at uh, back to back, I sit there and be like, you know what? It's good. It's just not as big. It's just not as great as I thought it was when it first dropped. Because you need hyped up. Yeah, like because eventually it just got hyped up, and then the power of social media made it more powerful. The memes and everything around it then went on OVO Fest. That nigga performed back to back, and then had the memes playing on the back of the screen. Yeah, they go back to what I said, man. Drake is, is the wrong dude you want to be for your brother. He's so petty. Exactly. <laughs> and it takes another petty motherfucker to really out petty a petty motherfucker, which is why Pusha T was able to kind of withstand the shit. So it was like, hey. But, uh, but yeah, that was a very huge, huge moment for like Drake's career because if you listen to Light It Up, that was starting to people gonna come at you part and people were starting to come at him around his time frame like he already had the beef with common and we didn't even mention stay scheming <laughs> mm. Mm. how do we miss that i forgot what year it came out that, that was that was a pre or post take i think that was a post take care that was a post take care moment but when i tell yeah. you look he gave common a bar over serena what the consistency with Drake shit is always women for some odd reason. Except the push of T shit. But literally, Chris Brown, woman. Common, woman. Meek, woman. The hell. So but, <laughs> <laughs> but gee, that man Drake did that man Drake got off on that verse, G. He got off on Stay Scheming. We just had to give a moment to give Stay Scheming's appreciation. But Outside Drake verse, yeah. time. that's that's a wonderful, wonder wonderful verse to the point where I don't want to hear French Mont- French Montana on the song, and it's his song. <laughs> that's the thing. How you give a nigga bars with another nigga song? And that's also start the narrative. If uh, Drake is on a French Montana track, he's more than likely dissing somebody. Got that <laughs> out there too. Like it's just it's a consistent. It's a very consistent part. But uh, but yeah, Drake dropped charged up back to back, and things was like, yo, what the hell, like chaos. And then <laughs> the wild part is, <laughs> then wild part is that that man did did uh, what a time to be alive. That same summer, which was amazing. Like, gee, I know that some people do not like what a time to be alive. But you can't sit and Correct. tell me that there was a point, G, where Future and Drake were the biggest things in rap, G. The biggest things in rap. Yeah. In 2015. Like, they were 1A and 1B. Because that was the peak, almost the peak of Future's wonderful run. Wonderful run. And yes, we're going to have a Future Appreciation episode, too. But... Ooh, when I tell you about that 2015 run by Future, Drake was the only thing that could, that was equal to it. And G, all I said is that I still remember the first time I heard Digital Dash, and I wanted to jump out of roof because that's how fire yeah. it was. G, <laughs> Diamonds Dancing live from the, the gutters is um 
Diamonds Dancing had me in my feelings and in my zone at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Live from the gutter was my jam. Even though I feel like Future watching Drake on that song. Future dragged that nigga. Um, <laughs> he dragged that nigga. No, Future was in his bag the whole album, bro. Um, man, I mean, we need we need another way of time to be alive, bro. They definitely they definitely said teasing, something about it, but they keep teasing it, but we don't know if we're ever going to get it. That's well, if we get another way of time to be alive, bro. I'll be set for life. Like I would love I'm if we cool. get another one of those, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, that that that's a, that was a wonderful freaking time. Uh, then at this point around after that, Drake kind of chilled, like he just chilled. Uh, and then eventually more. Uh, no, wait, no, wait, take that back. He chilled. Then views came out, and now this is where we have a uh, we have to take a moment for views <laughs> because you know how I feel about that album. I know how you feel about views, bro. Now, to me, views grew over time or well, I appreciate it over time to this day I still feel like that album is too fucking long it has too much like people who say Take Care has filler I at least remember the filler on Take Care Views has filler on there that has no business being on there and it pisses me off and you said what has no business being on there it has some filler on filler tracks that got no business being on there to me just, oh. They just dare to be there. Like I'm about to pull up the track list now, matter of fact. But when I tell you about views, G, even though they had some of the best Drake hits on there, G, controller and one dance changed my life, my nigga. Yeah. But but it's some songs that just don't need to be on here. You know how I feel about nine. Um Come on, man. You know how I feel about nine. Don't like that song. Mainly because of that Mike line, huh? that Michael Jordan line makes the it's the sole reason I hate that song. That was a good line, man. I hate that line. That's horrible. Uh, I like you with me. Feel no ways. It's fire. Favorite hype, song on the album. Yeah, hype, yeah. hype is cool, but I I feel like he could have done a what he could have done this without hype to me. Just me. It, it's a good song. But it really wasn't necessary. Western mm-hmm. Road Flows is classic. A, I'm about to give you niggas bars, Drake. Redemption yep. was cool. With you. I don't remember with you. I really don't. So that's probably one of those songs that didn't need to be on there. Faithful was fire. I don't remember still here. Controller was fire. Grammys was fire. Child's Play was fire. Pop Style. Eh. Let's uh, eh. keep it real. Eh. Pop Style? Eh. Pop Style's eh. It's so eh. I like the Watch the Throne version better than the album version. Agreed. That 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 version made it so much better. Uh, Too good was cool. Uh, Summer's over is one of the best Drake interludes ever. Shout out to my G Jordan. Fire and Desire mm-hmm. special because uh that song was playing while I was proposing. Uh, and Views is 
fire. The song itself is fire. But yeah. if this album did away with like three or four songs, it would be arguably Drake's best album. It's just, to me, it had too much on it. And it's just like, but at the same time, like when I listen to it now, like if you listen to it on shuffle, you'll probably like it. Listen to front to center, I mean start front, I mean front to back. Eh. It's really tough to listen to. That's just me. I can understand. I don't. I don't feel that way, but I. I, I can understand where you're coming from. Like I said, it's not a bad album. Like now, I can sit there and say it's not as bad as I thought it was. Especially compared to Scorpion. Yeah. Especially compared to Scorpion, and compared to Thank Me Later, which I think is still one of it's. It's between Thank Me Later and and Scorpion. Is Drake's worst albums to me. And once again, Drake's worst is probably some artist's best. <laughs> so it's just the scale I give Drake in terms because who he is and where he is in terms of music and rap. So I have to grade him differently. But it's like not like when I look at views track list, you like oh I got all of this on it. But it's like listening to it is like <sighs> can't wait for this to be over. Like yeah. That's just me. So uh, that's twenty songs. I mean, I mean, if I'm being honest, it doesn't feel like twenty songs to me. To me, it do because a lot of these songs are long as hell. I mean, Scorpion had two parts. Yes, and Scorpion's also cheeks. Is that what? And Scorpion is ass. I don't miss Scorpion's ass. I would rather you say, well, never mind. But I wouldn't say it was ass, though. Like, come on, bro. It's ass. <laughs> we'll go into detail on that in a little bit. But yeah, Views is probably Drake's most controversial album because over time it just got better. I would say that over time it has gotten better. But. It's like in the middle in terms of Drake projects right now to me. It's good. Well, it, it's it's not it's it's an okay album with a lot of good songs. It just how it is put together is what messes it up. There we go. So, uh, especially just like the the lead up to it and everything too. So it's just like God dang. But then Drake drops. I mean, comes with us with More Life and G. More Life was amazing. More Life was great. More Life was great, bro. I'm like, G, that was lead, that was 2017, so what was lead? Oh, yeah, that was leading up to, like, one of the best years ever, G, because leading up to the, the wedding and everything, so it was just like, you know. But, bro, I love this album, bro. I love it. Like, G. It, it's a playlist. It's dead ass is a playlist, G. It really is is a playlist. But I'm going to say this. The worst song on here is Glow. Oh, we're not going to have this conversation. We're not going to talk. We're not going to have this conversation. The worst song on there is Glow. <laughs> That's cat. That's big cat. 
No, wait. No, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Okay, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. The worst song on here is Teenage Fever. But Glow... Teenage Fever. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Teenage Fever. No, no. All right, I'm done. I'm done with you, bro. I'm done, bro. Bro. I'm done with you, bro. Gee, I'm just keeping it real, my What? Teenage Fever was ass. What is he talking about? Bro, that don't make no sense. What's his other sense? Songs over here, you just, a lot of other songs on here, bro, that you can say that about. Not teenage people, bro. No, gee. Not. Bro, free Smoke was fire. Not teenage That's Cap. Free Smoke was fire. Are you, are you sure you're talking fire. about teenage people, bro? You yes. The, with the J-Lo uh, sample? With the J nah, sample, nah, that, that, that's nah. cap. That's cap, bro. No, G, it, it was, I I didn't like that song, G. If I had to pick between which one to listen to between Teenage Fever and Glow, I listen to Glow ten times in a row before I listen to Teenage Fever again, G. Nah, now you're just trying to make brownie points. No, <laughs> but even then, I don't like Glow like that at all. Like I like G. It just it it, it be that way sometimes. It just be that way. But hey, don't be. It don't have to be that way. That, that's cap. That's big cap. You entitled to your own opinion, bro. But that's mad like, cap. Look, man. I'm. I'm just. It just be that way. It will be that way. So, but literally, like, and then this. I have more life. Also introduced us to the beginning of uh, Rosetta Stone Drake. He warned us, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> now he's starting to do UK things. Even though, like, views introduced it with the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one dance and uh, controller, but my man started becoming UK Drake, and he introduced us to UK rap, and niggas was pissed because <laughs> they like who are these? It was real life mad. Mugs was legit pissed because they were like who is these goddamn tea and crumpet ass niggas? G? <laughs> the teen teens, man. I'm like who the hell, like bro? Like who the hell is these dudes rapping like bat? The nigga talking about Batman. Even though that part was fire, <laughs> my man's got off on that part, G. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and also forty four twenty two was a very fire interlude. Yeah, uh, get it together is fire. Madiba rhythm, fire. Passion fruit is a tune. When I clean up the house. I'm wake my kids up. They gonna have passion fruit plans, and they gonna be mad as hell. I'm like, y'all, it's one of those days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, come on, man. Nothing's into something's was fire. Lose you was cool. Can't have everything. Since way back, had party next door, and that was probably the last good party next door feature with Drake. <laughs> Fake love. Wait. I take it back. Fake love is probably the is probably the most annoying song on here. Thank you. Now we agree on something, though. I take fake love out of every song Drake has released is probably the one that annoys me the most. That is literally a super annoying song, and I hate it with a passion. Uh, Actually, the only one uh, I I've never had a problem with any Drake song up until the fake love. Like, Fake Love and Fancy might be the most annoying Drake songs ever. 
in terms of just pure annoyance, those got to be the two no- most annoying songs. Uh, if you say fake love, then we cool. But you talk about teenage fever and glow. Don't like them. Be that way. I don't understand, bro. I just don't like them, bro. Also, we have to give respect to where respect is due. Uh, Young Thug has had verses on this album. He was in not Portland. He was in all. Uh, he was um, on Ice Melts, and he was Ice also Melts. on in Sa- Sacrifices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he had like this. This is an example of Drake boosting somebody. Because he was touring with Thug. Thug was with him uh, in the UK portion of uh, their tour. I forgot what the, what the hell tour it was. It was probably the Views tour, for all I know. But mm-hmm. when in terms of this, people started looking at Thug in entirely a different way after this. Because he was rapping his ass off. And he had two of the best verses. And people... Started saying, oh, I can understand what he's saying now, which was huge cap, but who knows? But, but yeah, uh, more life, more life was really special. Uh, then what the hell else happened? Came out after what came out after more life? Um, my bad, I'm texting right now. Oh, well, no, after. Hold on. There's more life and then Oh yeah, here we go. Scorpion. So I think it's important when we talk about uh Scorpion, we need to talk about <laughs> the lead up to Scorpion. So uh around this time frame, uh Drake was into it with Pusha T. Mainly ma- mainly with Kanye. Because the Wyoming situation and stuff like that, uh, where I guess Drake shared information with Kanye that he finally that he has a son, walked bam, crap like that. Uh, also, in in the midst of it, uh, Pusha T, because this is when that good, good music EP uh, albums were dropping. Pusha T dropped Daytona, one of the best albums in 2018, by the way. And with that being said. Uh, in that album, Pusha T Drake, uh, this Drake again for the hundredth billion time. Nothing new here. Uh, so Drake responds by dropping Duppy Freestyle. Very, uh, and that doesn't get enough credit. That was a really, really good diss track. Um, so then that led to probably the most controversial. Well, I won't say controversial. More like a big deal of a diss track when the life of Addy Don dropped where Pusha T pretty much said, hey, this nigga has a son <laughs> and he's hiding that little bastard and the mom was a porn star by the way as well so even a couple porn you. stars that I'm ashamed to mention hey, he's been mentioning that for a long time so he really been fucking that woman for a long time by the way, but he only met her two times, two times hey, <laughs> And that second time, woohoo! <laughs> Not like the first time. Exactly. So, what song is that from? This one, this song, I don't know, like. Uh, I forgot. But 
I mean, uh, Scorpion. Whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so, and also, and Drake also did Blackface. Uh, that's a very complex topic to me when it comes to talking about it <laughs> in terms of that. But that's funny how that got overshadowed because the nigga Drake had a son. And that's what more people cared about was the fact that the nigga was hiding the child. So then Drake supposedly got back in the studio and dropped the most lethal diss track ever to never come out to this day. But instead, what Drake does, we get the executive produced version of Scorpion, which is track A, I mean side A of Scorpion, and which led to a very mid-ass album. And to this day, I still don't like that album. I I can't stand Scorpion, bro. You can't stand, stand Scorpion? I can't stand that album. I, that's the one Drake album I cannot go back and listen to in its entirety. Ever. Man, can't stand that album, bro. Look, man. Survival bars nonstop. Cool. cool. Uh, you know, fuck these niggas up. Elevate. Come on now. God's plan. Let's do it. God's plan. God's plan is a special track. Mob ties. Come on, man. He got Jay Z back on the track. Let's go. Can't take a joke. Come on. Sanders Rose. Come on. Talk up. Let's get it. Uh, Jaded. Come on now. Nice for what? Jada is also we got Jada is a very special simp Drake track by the way. Very special. Jada was a mood. That is a legit a mood. Not your happy birthday. Come on, I played that on my. That is a top five worst Drake song. Nah. Yes. Yes. That's how you feel. Probably my favorite song on the album. That's how you feel. Blue Chant, let's go. In My Feelings. In My Feelings got played out, but yeah. it didn't irritate the song for me. I actually liked it. I, you know what I'm saying? But it got played out, but it didn't affect how I, how, I felt, how I felt about the song. Don't matter to me. This nigga got Michael Jackson as a feature, bro. Come on, now. To this day, I still don't believe that's Michael Jackson, the track by the way. That had Kanye mad was after dark. Give me the title sign. Static Major, bro. After Dark is cold. After Dark is fine. Um, Final Fantasy. Let's get it. Come on now. March 4th. You know what I'm saying? He was talking to these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Scorpion was a solid album, man. It was a solid album. Like I said, if that album just had the songs that you mentioned, it would be a good album. I skipped roughly like four or five songs. It's a few more songs on there that don't need to be on there, but if it was just, like I said, it's just a difference between those four or five, four to six songs I feel like that have no business being on there or not on there, it'd be a so much better of an album. Like, it was very blatant that he changed up a little bit of the album because Pusha T said some things. That's just me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, my bad. I don't really fault him for that. 
because, I mean, you want your album to express what's going on in your life and in your career, and you want to address certain things. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think some of those songs that had something to do with the with the him and the Pusha T thing, I think either one or two of them, he already had done prior to all that happening. I think... Probably did. Like, like the little subtle stuff, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but it was just, you can tell they wasn't originally going to be on the album. That's my thing. Because I think he even pushed the album back. So... I don't remember it getting pushed back. Yeah, it got pushed back, like, because it was supposed to come out around the same time when all of them freaking, when all the uh, niggas and good music albums uh, EPs were dropping and he pushed it back and for for whatever reason cause I'm like gee nigga you Drake you don't gotta like fuck Kanye and this shit G cause a lot of them albums were ass except for maybe two of them which was Pusha T's and Kid Cudi's mm-hmm. so I'm like nigga you Drake you don't gotta wait for these niggas so but yeah, I just don't like Scorpion at all. Like, it, once again, I like songs off Scorpion, but it goes back to the, as an album, start to finish, do I want to listen to that shit? Not really. Now, if there were, like, the songs I do like, I like to hear them. But do I want to hear them in, in the course of an album? No, not really. So, but that's just my thoughts on Drake and Scorpion. I just feel like Pusha T executive produced that album mm-hmm. indirectly. Was, I wouldn't go as far as to say executive produced. Indirectly executive Influence a couple of tracks, maybe. Yeah. He, he, he had a part. Yeah, he, he had a finger on it. Let's put it that way. Look, man, when I meet Drake, I'm going to ask him what the, what, what the word was going to happen. And I'm going to let you know. Hey, I'll also sit down and listen to that unreleased this track. I need to be there. Like, you have to tell me, hey, Drake is about to play the... I'm like, hold on. I'm on my way. You're going to see me freaking skydive uh, through the uh, studio roof. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm here. Know, man, that's, uh, that's a must. Definitely. But yeah. So then, I think Drake literally went dark damn near. He low-key did go dark. Like, he has, he didn't really drop anything significant. He did a few verses and stuff like that. Nothing really, once again, significant. Uh, and then, I, and then he dropped Dark Lane, uh, Dark Lane demos this year. And I love that album. I, what, mixtape mixtape honestly like i love it like that's a demo tape (laughs) demo tape whatever (laughs) the fact he call it a demo tape like nigga it is 2020 nigga (laughs) who you about to sign to (laughs) well yeah it's hilarious but overall like like we don't really need to really go into depth on dark lane tapes like that that's a really really special uh Really good project. One of the best projects this year so far. Still, can I just say that? Can I just say that Defo Hill 
go crazy. Yes. Like that song goes crazy. That song is nuts. That's it. All I'm gonna say, D O L is is crazy. Yep. Like it's kind of a crime that we're in a pandemic because a lot of songs that's on that on Dark Lane demo tapes was slapped outside. G. Yep. D O L freestyle would go crazy. Uh, what's the song? Uh, uh, God damn it. Let me pull up the damn track list because I, I, I don't remember the name of this one. Which song. one? Uh, the AMG song. We said, I'm in the, in the AMG. Oh, uh, Time Flies? Yes. Bro, Time Flies was yeah, slapped flies. outside, G. That's my jam. That's my jam. Like, G, it is a lot of, like, it, it sucks that we're in a pandemic because a lot of these would just slap if you just outside with it, G. But, uh. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I, and then I'm gonna also say this, G. One thing I would say about Darkland demo tapes, it just Drake sounds motivated again. Like it's just like uh, it's a more motivated sound in terms of how when he's rapping. Like of course, like we know Drake can make a hit, stuff like that. But it's like he sounds more like somebody slapped him upside the head and said, "Hey, bro, we know you can give us some some better heat." That's just me. That's just what I've noticed. But, uh, so, to round this out, uh, to us, to me, is Drake top five to ever do it? Yes. Is he top three? Possibly. Do some of you niggas need to really get off the fact that y'all hate Drake for sometimes for being Drake? Yes. Because y'all sound like some clowns. Top two and he's not two. Hey. He's in his t- that's his top two. He's my favorite rapper ever. Ever. One of my faves. One of my faves. He is my fave, but he is one of my faves. But he's in my top five list no matter how you want to cook it. The nigga can rap. He literally, indirectly... Even though Kanye was the first sing it, make, make, literally sing, rap, sing rapping cool... Drake took that shit and ran with it. He said, I'll bet. All right, say no more. <laughs> exactly. Like, Drake was a rapidly rap nigga. Her 808s. And said, hey, let me see what I can do with this and go far with it. And he went far Rapper with it. Rapper turned singer. Exactly. It's kind of sucks that we never got a Drake and T-Pain uh, track. That would have been so dang on lovely. That's the word I'm gonna use. It's the lovely man. Hey, T Pain, why don't we have a Drake feature? Why we don't have that? It's a crime. Oh, man. A big fat crime. T Pain and Wayne features, bro. They was T Pain and Wayne back then was like Drake and Future, bro. Yes. That's facts. It is. Like, it sucks we never got that collab. But, you listen to this podcast, you felt offended that we spent an hour and some change on Drake. Tough and titty. It's necessary. We just had a dialogue that was important to have, my nigga. So, Without Drake, bro, we wouldn't have a lot of people. Yes. That's just facts, bro. Exactly. If you mad because Drake changes the narrative and changes the rules... 
guess what? When you're in the top of the game, it be that way. It be that way. I'm sure Jay-Z was able to change a lot of rules when it came to the rap shit. Time changes, G. So, hey. But, hey. Regardless, you have to accept the fact that nigga did that shit. <laughs> he he ran the game for 10 years. He is still the biggest nigga in the game. To this How day. How do you do that? Like, Jay-Z's the GOAT. To some people, depending on who you talk to. But Jay-Z's the GOAT. But at the same time, Drake is probably the closest person who can knock on the door and say, hey, hear me out, my nigga, in terms of just tenure, of just consistency. Because just like Jay-Z has a couple albums that some, that some people say is mid, Drake has a couple mid projects too. So it's equal. Nobody's perfect out here. So... But to say that Drake don't got classics, Cap, I feel like he has two. Maybe three. A third one for asterisks. If you're reading this too late, it has a huge fat asterisk next to it. But so does Barry Bonds <laughs> in his home run record. So, hey. But we still sit there and say Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm one of those people. But when it's all said and done, G. Drake is, you have to accept the fact that Drake is either going to be the or one of the biggest rappers to ever do it. And you just have to accept it, G. Plain and simple. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Listen to this very long episode of Timeless Vibes. But it was necessary, G. We, we had dialogues. We had technical difficulties. Because people didn't want to hear the truth. But it be that way. We appreciate you guys for just hearing it all, G. Uh... Make sure you follow me on Twitter at uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at deep underscore Chris underscore J. Make sure you don't forget the underscores. Uh, same for the Instagram. Make sure you follow me on there. Uh, make sure you, also the Instagram for the uh, you tweaking media page is up. Make sure you check that shit out because a you're gonna be seeing a little more specialized content on there revolving the podcast. So make sure you hit that. And whatever uh, platform you listen to the podcast on, make sure you hit that follow, subscribe button as well, my niggas. So, uh, you go ahead and throw your uh, your plugs in, bro. Y'all already know, man. Follow your boy on Instagram and Twitter at ChazVibe, C-H-A-Z-V-I-B-E. You feel me? My single out right now. Check out Apple Music. You already know the vibe, man. No, wait. Song is called No Vibes. <laughs> like, bro, make sure you. Song is called No Vibes. Chaz Vibes. Check me out. You feel? Yeah, yeah. So make sure you check that out because uh, the goal is sixty million streams before the year is out, my nigga. So we need to get to that. You already know. So we get there. We get in there, and faith is there. But hey, we need that in the in the reality, my nigga. So get that, get on it. But we appreciate you guys for listening and peace. Peace out.